Episode 390 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and that other guy, Jason Roberts. The other guy. Okay. So, um, that's where we've gotten to, huh, with the intro. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, sometimes I want to say really nice things, other times I want to say, not mention it, and other times just medium things. All right. Spread it out. (laughs) All right. So, what do we got on deck? Um, well... Let's just talk about Lightwave. I mean, I think we should probably talk about that. Yeah. You, yeah, I, I, have I, some, pushed, I have some thoughts. I pushed some stuff. I pushed some stuff, which I... So I, I reworked the, um, the selection system, uh, the input system. I built the first UI component, which is a pop-up styling palette, which enables you to change uh, the node type and uh, to add bold, italic, and links. And uh, that's now in Jason's hand. He's been using it for almost a week. Let's get some feedback. Yeah. So, um, it's I, I mean, Lightwave is extremely usable at this point. I really enjoy the uh, speed of uh, the responsiveness of um, just the input and moving stuff around. Um, I'm not a hotkey um, power user, but I have my handful of hotkeys that I know for moving moving things up and down, turning it to a task or not or whatever, which makes it uh, a, a pleasurable to use. Where you're like, you know, just because Lightwave, I think, is a kind of thing, is a kind of tool that you're going to use to collect information that's at the tip of your tongue. And for someone like me, if I have to spend a lot of time getting it out, it's like it evaporates. Mm-hmm. I have like three ideas all at once. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got to capture them and if i yeah farting around with getting stuff open and font it's just it's just gone it's just i don't even bother <laughs> yeah exactly so it needs to be um it needs to reduce the friction and the just the time it takes from the the, the thought in my head into i have it captured yeah and i think you do a phenomenal job of that um, thank you with lightwave um the i'm going to give you a lot of uh Positive feedback to start, and then I'll oh shit sandwich I'll lay into your heart. No, I'm not. But I'll I'll just tell you. So um, I, I think I get a little reputation for being a hard ass on the show, just because I say it like it is. <laughs> but yeah. I I'm, I also I think I think I think you know when when it's deserved, I will I will tell you the tell you the nice stuff. Okay. Um, so the hyperlinking and the code blocks. And the um, block quotes, phenomenal. I mean, I mean, it looks great. You've done a really good job of implementation in terms of just it's, it. It looks it looks nice. Like you did a nice job of the, you know, just the styling, the colors. Uh, mm-hmm. Did a nice job of, um, you know, the little drop down for the hyperlink edit box. Mm-hmm. That's great. Really clean. Really quick. Um, so, in, in this, so, the thing is, is that these, these little formatting options aren't just like, 
idiosyncratic things that someone might want. Look, oh, you know, I want to look bold. It's like it you change it fundamentally changes what you can use the system for. Yeah, right. So, two two things that on uh, you know I'm already using it as a ta- for managing kind of to do to, to tasks, right? Yeah. Which you do as well, right? It started out kind of as a to do list um, tool, and also for just tracking a list of items. Okay, that's fine. Just not really having any formatting and having indents, being able to indent and basically be an outliner. Yeah, at least an, like an outliner. Yeah, right, with tasks. So it was great. It was fine for that. But when you add in quote blocks and hyperlinks, now it can be used for research, right? Because yeah. you you, re, you have a bunch of articles. Let's say you're trying to make an argument. Like, okay, here's my case for this. You've written these articles. Well, if you really need to make a case, you need to cut out the the, the core pieces of information, the core quotes, uh-huh. the core, you know, um, stats, whatever. And you want to, underneath a, the title of the thing, have a list of these, these quote blocks. Yeah. Block quotes, sorry, block quotes. And um, and before, you couldn't even hyperlink anything. It was just yeah, like, I know. it was really frustrating. Like, because oh, it was almost there, but you couldn't do it. And it was so, so annoying be- well, well, because the the, the old version, like uh, what I did was the, the the hack I put in was you could put you could paste a, a, a rule link in there, and then it would when like when your mouse moved over a rule link, it would sort of throw a little pop up, kind of around the x y coordinates of your mouse, and you'd try and chase the pop up, and then it would like move away from your mouse. You'd have to, and that that pop up was you know the words go to to go to the link. Yeah. So it was it was terrible. I mean, I hated it. I've actually I've I've added a new um a new priority uh, to my own list stuff. So before I used to have high, medium, low. Now I've got unbearable. Yeah, I saw and that. So that was I, funny. That was funny. Yeah. So these that was unbearable. You know, I didn't even really bother using it. I mean, I would sometimes I'm storing information, have the title, and then I'd paste below it the link and the yeah. the rock, and I'm just like, oh, this is so. Stupid, you know, oh. just like I mean, I I realize it's a process. You get build. It, I'm like, oh, just with this finally written. Then when you finally when you got implemented, I'm like, nice. Now, yes. now I can start using it to collect information, right? To collect research because you know one of the problems is, is like all these bookkeeping services or stuff. I mean, I'm sure we've all used them, and we got links all over the damn place. They're all in these, you know, you paste some in some text files. You have some in in in. Chrome links or bookmarks. You have it in some like bookmarking services. You may have it in like Instapaper or Pocket. I mean, it's just a nightmare, right? You've basically lost everything. But with Lightwave, you can put everything there. But not only can you have links put into subfolders of subfolder, you know, just exactly however you want it structured, but it's along with all the other information, right? Because links by themselves are typically not enough. There needs more context. And typically, yeah. you're either doing research Right, so here are all my links that are related to this thing, and here are some thoughts or some key takeaways or whatever. So you need, I, I think, links by themselves is just uh, is just. Um, but you, you did you also get a chance to see? Can, can you imagine how useful the search is going to be once you've got thousands of links in there? Yeah, you, you saw that. I haven't really used that, and I have. I have to be honest with you. I, I remember you were talking with Boyder or whoever about the command P or whatever, yeah. and I I had vague vague memory of that i don't have enough stuff i didn't have enough stuff on there for that yeah i mean i really just had I initially tried to put stuff in a bunch of subfolders for tasks and then i just kind of abandoned that and i have it all in just one thing as kind of a mishmash of crap and it wasn't like i wasn't using it in the right way i really wanted to use it for other things that we're starting to talk about research and you know um 
and I, I needed these other features to really be able to use it for that. So I think it will become more and more useful. Yeah, because yeah, I because now that I've got like well seven thousand nodes at this point, um, it's like it's impossible to find the stuff <laughs> like without the search. But the search is like instant, and it finds it instantly. And because it's fuzzy and it's it's using the same algorithm that um, that uh, Sublime, you know that kind of algorithm. It's just mm -hmm. really really fast. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I played with it for a few minutes. It was cool. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's okay. neat. That's neat. Um, the other thing that I really like are the uh, code blocks in the inline code, oh, yeah. which you know was available in Slack, and I was kind. Of, that's one of the things I was bugging you about, and I showed all these screenshots. I'm like, look, you see how useful it's when Justin and I are going back and forth. I'm like, here's a query, and he'll say, here are the results, and like we're constantly communicating back and forth with, you know, da 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 da. Code, code block, yeah. block, code output, put, and it has to be, you'd be impossible to communicate that way. I mean, that's one of the things that makes Slack usable from a technical, between multiple technical people is that you can do that. Yeah. Right. And so for me now, like one of the first things I started to do is I have all of these um, sort of utility ad hoc queries I've written that I would like to refer back to and I could just cut and paste and I have to write it from scratch every time. Yeah. And you know, you've you know probably like a lot of people have tried to create code simples. Okay, you have some you have some library where you kind of some code somewhere, and then you put a comment of what the what it does. It's just it's a mess, and or you paste it in some text files, but then it's because you can't collapse it. it has this gigantic file with all of these. Yeah. So what I'm able to do because you can collapse nodes is I can just say, um, you know, like what do I have here? Just I just started playing with it, but um. I have sort of free response questions. So there's queries with free response questions. First one's count free response do questions. Do you still topic. do everything on one page or have you started to use multiple pages? Oh, this is a different page. This is just a page that okay. I started playing with called queries. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to probably, uh, you know, I'll be breaking this stuff down more, but, and so I have these different queries that I just kind of named. I just say count free response questions by topic, find accepted free response questions, find free response questions, but contain new lines, whatever. Right. So you can imagine you could have three or four levels of this. And I just have the title of all the things. And then the queries collapse. So there's no, there's no, you don't see the queries until you expand. You go, oh, what am I looking for? Right, that's what I want. Bam. And, and if you, you have... search, by the way, if you search, the way that it brings it up with the orange lines is it mm -hmm. expands it into the query. So you will see the query on the search and then you you click into it and then it's right there. So, it, it, cool. so it, the search would even work if everything was just on one page and everything was collapsed. It would like find it from the page and, and sort of zone into it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but because you have the the code blocks in there now, now you can use it as sort of a library for storing and organizing um, command line stuff. You know, you know, all the command line things you've written before, and you're like, grep this blah blah, and you're like, what was yeah. that? Were the oh, reg yeah. X's? Yeah, you know, or different types of um, I don't know verification checks you've written in JavaScript or python you know whatever and it's like they're and, and these things are kind of like oh i think i have this commented out in one of my files yeah. sort of a thing or i have it in a but now you can just put it all in here and you just give it and and and, and because you can collapse it and you just have the, the name of what it actually does you write it in like a text voila yeah. so so it, it really expands the use cases right way beyond an outliner or a to-do list way beyond so which is great i think i think ultimately what lightwave is going to be is going to be an all-purpose information sharing organizational 
tool, right? So that you, and they can be used for all kinds of things, which is what it needs to do. Because the thing is, is everybody works a little differently. Everyone's brains works a little differently. People work with different people. They have different, well, I have to do this. Well, I got to cut and paste all this stuff, you know? So you're going to want to make it flexible. And, um, and, uh, you know, this is the first big step. So, um, um, congratulations on, on doing such a good job with that. This is, this is great. Really, and it has really, the, um, really yeah, thanks. And also I found from the release, uh, the inline code I found really useful. So mm-hmm. just like you're talking about the collapsing. So I was using, so to do my uh, nutrition tracking, mm-hmm. I was doing everything in Apple notes. So I was, what I was doing was I was typing in bold the day, you know, Tuesday, 21st of Jan or whatever. And then underneath uh, every line I was doing like, a sort of bullet point along with what the food was, the calories, the carbs, etc. And so now what I do is I, I do that, but I, I have it in, I have all the nutritional information indented. So it's like children of the date. And then I use that code thing that was that you push for, by the way, to just show the number. So then, so it's, it's just super easy to collapse everything. And then I can go back. I can look at all the days and go, okay, this is how many calories I had per day. And it's it's only a subtle change. Like I could just have those num just the tech number in text, but because it sort of looks like it's a badge or something, it looks like the number inside a badge. It just makes it stand out more. It just makes it much more grockable, you know. Um, so I appreciate that, and I w- I wasn't intending to use it for that, but it's like oh yeah, now like I can make things stand out really easily using this inline code thing. Yeah, when Justin and I communicate back and forth, it's constantly like blah blah blah. I added this field you know, you know, to this table and this, you know, you're always referencing, you know, these, these fields or tables or variables or function names or whatever. And you just, and I, whenever, before I hit post, I just inline, inline code them real easy, bing, bang, bang. And it's super easy to see them. And then when you're kind of scrolling back and forth, your conversation, it just pops right out at you. Right. Yeah. So easy to see. And that's why, when I was sort of advocating for this stuff that it was like, you're like, well, why do you need this stuff? I'm like, dude, trust me, look at all these screenshots. Look how useful this is. Cause you're yeah. like, what? And I'm like, I can't even, yeah. it's hard for me to express how useful this stuff is. Like, I don't think Justin and I, if, if they didn't have these formatting capabilities, I mean, uh, the ability to work remotely and, and, and collaborate, collaborate without, uh, with, with so little f- friction, I think it would be greatly hindered. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that lack of friction, really, you know, moves that hindrance, and so it's so easy to just to do that. So, um, great, yeah. So that, um, so this stuff is great. So I think so. Lightwave. So at this point, you better not fucking quit because I'm gonna get pissed. I'm not gonna let you quit. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna run a ride your ass. You're like, this is not. You're you're you're. I'm burning. The ship is burnt. You don't get to. Oh, I'm you know, bored of it. I want to go work on other thing. No one cares about. I'm like, no, that's sorry. It's not happening. Um. It's, it's, it's useful. It's, 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 it's fun to use. It's quick. Um, yeah. I mean, there are still things that I think you, that need to be added to take it to that, um, level to work and take off commercially. Yeah. Right. Um, but, um, and I, I don't think, and I don't think you know, I raise a bunch of money and I hire a bunch of people and you got to partner with any of that bullshit. I think any of that, I think you totally do this on your own just if you just stay focused keep working on it you don't have to have the madness just just keep working on it maybe not every day but at least three or four days a week at least a couple hours here a few hours there big day here and there like you're gonna get there 
and you can turn it into a tool that I think it won't be, it won't just make me and a couple texting listeners happy. It'll be something that thousands and thousands and thousands of people will use. And then you'll have some non-trivial number of them pay for it. And, you know, like, like I've said, um, I mean, I've, I've, you know, beat it at a horse at this point, but the collaboration is going to be a huge deal for that. I mean, I would immediately, if I could, I would like to use this with Sandy and Justin and Alex with planning and coordinating stuff. Hmm. Yeah. But we can't. Can't use yeah. it. And guess what? So we don't really do a whole lot of clinical. I mean, things are buried in Google Docs everywhere. Yeah. And um, I, I, I cannot stand using Google Docs and, and because I just, I always lose track of them. Every time I log into Drive, it's like, where's everything? Yeah. It's a nightmare. And so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the collaboration, again, I, I think is going to be, that's going to be the thing that is going to work as a, um, it's going to expand the use cases, use case dramatically, but it's also going to be a naturally, an implicitly or inherently viral. Um, but what what thing. do you think it needs? Like, do you think what do you think it needs before collaboration? Oh, other than collaboration, like like what like, for example, in your case, I don't think collaboration is useful un- until um, math equations are in there. You know what? Like what? What other no, pieces? No, well, I think mean, like you know, there? you know, it's, it, it would be useful right now if I said, okay. So with Math Academy, not to get off the Math Academy track, but I feel like I have so much stuff to do, so many big projects. I mean, I have a lot, I have a lot of like short to do lists. Fix this bug, do this. But there also should be these more like these like almost like planning. Like, okay, what are we going to try and do in the next three months? What are the big things? What are our priorities? What are our initiatives? Like we need to really start thinking harder about these things and organizing because it's so easy to get just distracted by not what the most important thing is, but what is like the most, something that somebody just emailed you about. But could you, re- like, can you really do that with a system like this without Gantt charts and like... Fuck Gantt charts. Who's going to use a Gantt? I'm not doing Gantt chart. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding me? What is this, 1987? But I mean, like all these, no. all these system, all these systems, like have Kanban, like you know the the the. I like, hate that. Crap. Like they're like no, Trello. I'm not doing it. No, I don't care. I personally crap. absolutely hate that. Like so, so you said before that this was an outliner, but I also think of this as a mind mapper. I love mind maps, but the problem with mind mapping is you can't put lots of text in there, and so and it's it's just not naturally easy to put a whole bunch of different text. So you just have to work with short concepts. But this this solves that problem. Which until but this will truly solve that problem once I get the drag and drop in there, so that you can just drag and drop notes around the place. Yeah, I, I mean, feel look, like that's that's essential. I'm sure yeah. Gantt charts or whatever the Kanban. I mean, there's there's definitely lots of people who use that stuff, but there can be lots of cases where people are sharing ideas, organizing and prioritizing information, and that's what this is for. There could be shared research repository, shared ideas, shared priority list. I mean, that's what this is for. I mean. And that's what Lightwave is used for. And people do this stuff together. They need to share information. How would you do planning with it then? Like, given the limited, I mean, because it still is just text and, you know, in, indentation, like outlining. And how well, would you what, do planning? What planning are you talking about? What do you mean by planning? Well, what planning are you talking about? You were the one who said like, you Get the you list would... of things that we need to get. What are, what are our initiatives? What, what are we trying to get done? Okay, list out the 20 most important things that we think we need to fix. Write them down. You're going to put that okay. in a Gantt chart? No. You're just going to write them on a list. Here's a damn list. <laughs> You know, here's a list. Okay, okay, okay like, move these up, move but, these down. Okay, this is what we're going to try and get done. Okay, what are the sub things? Okay, who's going to try? Like, you know, that one, it does fine. It's all fine. Okay. You don't need all that horse shit. I mean, that stuff is like later. That's for bigger companies. If you're doing Gantt charts with like a small company, you're like, there are people who need more important shit to do. 
Okay. You know, in my opinion, They're, those are people who are like, if you have people just like moving stuff around on Gantt charts and stuff, it's like. So is it like, is it like a shared big ass text file with, with like bells and whistles? Is that how you think of it? Well, no, it's, I mean, look, I, th- I think, sure, it is replacing the big ass text file in the sense it's sort of like, there's all the information, there's all the information that you can't keep in your head, right? That you need yeah. to store somewhere. And so you put yeah. it in this text file or a couple different text files, right? Some of it is hierarchical. Some of it like have code blocks or quotes. Some of it is just lists of information. Some of it is priority lists of information. Some of it is a to-do desk, right? But now Lightwave can handle all that, right? But but now you can use this to, to, to share and think about stuff with other people. You say, hey, I just made a list of... I could say, okay, like, um, I could say could you write down maybe the 10 or 20 biggest complaints from users? What, 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 are, what are the pain points? Where are you going to write those, Justin? And then, uh, Justin, and where so are you going to write those? You're going to write a Google Doc? And then what's well, down I mean, the Google Doc? It's lost in my drive. I'm never going to see it. Say, so, oh, there's some Google Doc with something listed. That I mean, I there is it. definitely solutions um, out there that for exactly the kind of use case you're talking about. But that's okay. That's fine. I mean, you're sticking with Lightwave. I'm yeah. not going to tell you about those solutions. Well, just just tell me. I'm curious just, what you think those I'm solutions are. Uh, there was one that I saw. I can't. I, I can't remember it now. When you when you're doing a monologue, I'll do a quick research for it. Well, here's the thing. I'll... I really don't like these highly specialized solutions. Okay. Because they yeah. have all these. It's all opinion. Well, this is how you do it. I I still think that you wouldn't like it because at the at the end of the day, the 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 point of Lightwave. The, the way that I've done it is the joy of text. <laughs> it's the joy of text. It's just, it, it is that. It is just completely as simple as, as text. And like you said from the get-go, it, it's like, it's a, a pure text editor, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It has a whole bunch of functionality under it then. You know, so you so you have the freedom, so you have the the ephemeralness, the you know, it's all throwaway, but at the same time it can also be solid and stick around and be part of a larger planning thing. Yeah, I mean it's um it's about the inner so here's the here's the thing. When you're collecting and collaborating information, a lot of times you're not exactly sure yeah, what you're doing yeah. or what the process is. Like, hey, we need to get a list of this. We need to collect this information and start organizing it. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get the structured tool. Out. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, are you kidding it's me? It's emergent. That's that's exactly the that. point. That's the reason why I like it is because it's um it it takes you from the stage of emergent thinking where you don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're just like what the and but it helps you organize it and you keep moving it around and it then can become solidified. So I do have things that have been in my light wave for months but i also have stuff like i'll just take code snippets blah 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 and i'll i'll, I'll try out programming and i'll try out different concepts and i'll just delete it you know mm-hmm. so it's the scratch pad it's like that moment of work scratch pad but also things can turn into like a longer a longer term thing yes yeah I, I i just think that the fact that it has it's not opinionated and it's not highly structured which means it's not frustrating yeah, it's not. I mean, when you get to these highly specialized tools, if you're like, we're this, we're using this tool because we're they're solving the exact problem that we have, and we're going to work within this framework. But that's often not the case. It's often like you're kind of doing a few different things, 
And you don't want a, an opinionated structured software just say, well, we got to enter this as this is an item, and then an item has to have a, a a part of a project and a project. Like, ah, just no, just exactly. I don't want <laughs> well, that, all that bullshit. That's, <laughs> Yeah. But then, and then, like, so with Asana, like, you know, you you always make fun of me for hating Asana. That was that, funny. This, you literally, you literally almost had a stroke when we started. But using this is part of the stuff that that has been the frustrating thing for me. It's like it's so opinionated. It's so, and it's so frustrating. It's like ah, it's like you're you're pulling your hair out because you're like, oh my god, I was I was using Notion the other day. I was using Notion with Nimish, who I'm working on, Indie Founder with. And I was just trying to do something. I was, oh my God, I was like screaming at it. And he was laughing at me because I was just like. What was it was you're like, trying to do that it was getting in your... I just, just something, just like it, it had a, a table in there. I was trying to move a cell from one place to another place, something like that. You know, just, just the general use of it was so frustrating. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, um, I, I, I think that, I think there's a big space of unstructured Structured but unstructured, right? It's structured right. In, in terms of hierarchies, yeah, an outline of information of various types. It makes it easy to move and stuff around, but there's not a huge overlay of process and uh, on top of it that forces you into some paradigm of thinking about things when you're not even sure what you're thinking about. You're just like, all right, let me let's look. We're trying to trying to gather some information to come up with a list of our priorities and um, what I want to start with is list list. Um, what are all the things like I'll just in terms of math academy, Justin has built a bunch of backend support for stuff in the model that I've asked for over the six months, a lot of it, which has not been implemented in the UI because I've been occupied with their stuff. I need to get a list of those things like, OK, so I hadn't built this. I hadn't built it. You know, it's like, OK, what are those things? Because because that stuff is ready to deploy. And, right. Right. Like that. Those are things ready to deploy that I need to build a UI from. I need to get a list of them. I need to put a list somewhere. And you could just paste in related SQL underneath, put it in a code block. No, 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 no. I, I, these are not just simple queries. I mean, these are entire huge. These are like two, one to three week projects he's built over the last six months. Oh, no, I'm just saying that like you could potentially do that if there was any related stuff. Yeah, yeah, block, yeah. That, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about okay. is, right. But yeah, you could, I can implement any kind of, you know, there's a function call to some that he's built that I, that he pasted in the Slack three months ago. Mm -hmm. said, hey, just call this to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I didn't get around to building UI, so I'm like, where, where was that? Where did that go? What was that thing that you built that was called the whatever <laughs> that I asked for back in you know July? Exactly, this yeah. There's a lot of that, right? Yeah. And then there's there's like a, tons of conversations Sandy's had because she's you know she's back and forth with customers all day long, and she say, okay, we really need to do this and this. We need to tell this like you know or we need to da da da. Okay, can we just you know those things you we've been talking about? I know you have some written down. We need to a list of those things, you know. Top, top, uh, uh, you know, user pain points, right? <laughs> Customer pain, yeah. student pain points. Like you, mm. okay, great. So Lightwave's great for all this stuff, right? And mm. then you say, okay, yeah. well, I'd like to share that with Sandy, right? Or actually, I'd like to share that with Sandy and Alex. Or I'd like to share that, you know, or maybe Sandy would be like, she'd be like, I do not want to look at that stuff that you and Justin are working. Like, don't show that to me. <laughs> she was like, please don't show that to me. And so I'd want it to be just visible to me and, to me and Justin, because it's just it's just noise to everybody else. It's just distracting to everybody else, right? So that that stuff, and as I've said before, it doesn't have to be Google Docs level in terms of granularity, conflict resolution down to the character or something like that. I, I think if you can get an 80, 20, 90, 10 solution where it's like, and you know, a couple guys have, on the Discord have basically said the same thing in different ways like yeah just lock the node or just lock the parent node and just if somebody types same things they say you know just 
temporary lock yeah. or something. Just come up with some kind of common sense thing where, you know, I can see someone else is editing it. I can kind of see where they're editing, which means I'm not going to edit it myself because you generally don't do that. But mm-hmm. if I did try and edit, it'd be like, eh, you know, Justin's working on this. Just mm-hmm. back off for a minute. And you're good. You got, you got your, got your solution. And then you can say, and that'll work more than well enough, almost always. And then you can say, well, you know, I'm going to get a little clever. We're going to dig and do some more computer science-y bullshit on the end to make it so that's more granular. Fine. So what are the pieces you think it needs before, like to fit, to finish up the, just the general editing experience before the collaboration? Okay. Wouldn't you agree it needs math jacks? It needs something like that, right? For you. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's some easy wins. There's a few easy wins. There's a few more things that I think would um would be, would would be nice to have. I don't think you have to do a lot more with the with the text editing, but there's a few things that I would say, yeah, you know, I wanted to add that. It's like it'd be nice, and um, again, it just sort of expands the use case. So one would be support for math. Now you you mentioned um, you can use MathJax library. There's one that's K Tech or K. What was it called? You pasted something into. Yeah, it seems better than MathJax at render, like for the for, for my use case. Um, KTEX. Yeah. Um, so MathJax was built first, then KTEX came out later, and I think it was built in part for um, Khan Academy, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, they, they sponsored it. Right. Um, and But MathJax is recently rewritten, upgraded, and is way, way faster than it was before. I, so whatever, you'd have to look at when this article was written. If this article was written in like 2019 or 2020, it's out of date. It says, we're super fast. Can MathJax render uh, the HTML like on the fly, like as if it was rendering it on the back end? Yeah, of course. Okay. And then it doesn't need to, um, it doesn't need to do any re-renders or something like that? Like, or, so like when you edit it, then it's just... It's all, okay. So, so MathJax... Does it takes it it, it 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 it's a client side library okay okay so you have some you know math you know cult markup or code it's, it's sort of in the, it's in the latex format and you you have delimiters you know it can either be inline or block there's different time delimiters you can specify the delimiters in config if you want to create some special delimiters or something so that um to limit the conf- con- any potential conflicts with your own markup or whatever okay so then you when a page loads, you would automatically, I think it automatically will detect, it will automatically search and do it. And then if then if you add, add some new, a new node or, or edit some new node, as soon as you lose focus on that, as soon as on blur event, you would just say you pass that div or span or whatever it is to, and say like mathjax, you know, whatever, dot typeset and pass it as if, and it'll enter it instantaneously. Can when it when I render the page, instead of doing that thing of like loading the page and then it looks at the DOM and then applies it, can I just pass? Um, does it have to be done in that way? Can I just can I just get a stream of HTML so that it, because I don't like that 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 flashing that blinking. I want to be able to flash between page 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 and it's instantly it's instantly. Yeah, you there. can do that. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to do an onload. I think you can just tend to do it dynamically, but. Um, yeah, and you can do it dynamically. You can do the whole page thing. So, what do you mean you're talking about the flash? What are you even talking about? Just like where you like you show because with Lightwave now, when you move from page to page, like it's the entire page is rendered instantly. There's no um, artifact or blinking or anything like that. It's just instant. And so, when I I don't want it to ha- 
let's say you had five different math equations on there. I don't want the page to instantly load and then and then there being like a split second flash of those things loading in. Or kind of a delay. I, so so one yeah. thing you can do is um uh well there's two things. Either you render it before, so you re pre render the stuff. Yeah. Right. Um or you know, either on the background or on the front end. So they load pages and then you're just sort of like um I mean the stuff is pretty fast. So it's not like it's a big deal unless you have like hundreds and hundreds of equations on not just equations, but entire like ton of math for it to render. So yeah. it would be pretty fast. So if you click on a page and you just render it and you, you can get like a, a basically using like an, a promise or an async await. And so you don't show anything until it's done. So it's just like, you know, hundred millisecond, wait, bam, here's the page. So if it has, so there might be a slight delay. I don't want that. So, so, but it's okay. I'll play with it. I'll play with it, and I'll work out, and I'll tell you what my what my findings are. I'll well, play with both of them. It, uh, I mean, one way or another, it's either going to you're going to have to pre-render it for any page that they might potentially open. Right? You could do that. You could say, "Here's." Yeah. So, if they had a lot of documents, you'd have to say, "Well, this person had," or you know, say, "Has they have 200 pages?" So, they have massive lightweight repository, and on. 80 of those 200, they have equations, and on those pages, they have, you know, whatever. I have to go through and pre-render those things behind the scenes, and then... Well, so so this is the thing. The, the, the KTEX promises that it can do it synchronously quickly in the way that I'm describing. Well, like just, what you should do, I would yeah. not take anyone's word for it. I would experiment. Yeah, exactly. Use, the, use the latest version of MathJax. Yeah. Four two or whatever. Don't use some old version because I think the KTEX stuff when they came up with that stuff, at least the last time I looked at it, which could be a while ago, it was comparing itself against MathJax three or something, which was okay. in like 2015 or 16. So math, the new MathJax is is way faster. Um, the reason you were asking me why don't we use KTEX, um, I started using MathJax before KTEX came out, and then yeah. I was a little worried that KTEX might not have supported all of these sort of extensions and stuff. There's certain there are certain subcategories of things that MathJax might be just a little more expansive. Should I be worried about that? Like, I mean, for example, for your for your use, is it the same language? By the way, is it's it's LaTeX, right? LaTeX. So it's LaTeX. It's, so it's, so it's LaTeX. So it's going to be the same. So if I did use it, it shouldn't cause you any problems unless there's some parts of LaTeX that you use that it doesn't support. Could be. So I, you know, what we could do is we can experiment, and I'll, I'll have Justin. I could ask Justin to say, "Hey, could you pass some of the weird under overline underline kind of braces?" There's like the, I remember some weird yeah, things that are, we're not, okay. that are really not super common, but we need. Okay. Um, but so, um, so so math support. What else? So math support. But oh, here's the one thing I want to say about math support. The thing about math support is to be different than the rest of these things is that there's display mode and edit mode. Right, because you're yeah, editing yeah. the 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 code, and then you're displaying it as rendered. You are not editing; it's not WYSIWYG. You can't do WYSIWYG. Yeah. So yeah. when you click on it, that's going to have to immediately then go into. It's of... going to do. It'll do like a little pop up with it, like a, an input text input area, so you can change it around then. But but couldn't it be? Couldn't it like instantly update as you type? Update in the background. Um, well, then it would because half the time you're typing, it's going to be invalid tech. Invalid, valid, valid, you know. So once it's valid, how do you know it's valid until you 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 know? I would just sort of you could do that. I mean, you could say, let's say you did sort of a delay. So if there's more than a two hundred millisecond delay on their typing, 
that you haven't yeah. rendered, um, then um, there'll be a minor delay, but it probably won't be very long, right? Because it's usually not rendering very much. Um, and uh, yeah, you could do that. Okay, you probably I'll do. Play, that. I'll play around with it. All right. So, um, so what what else did you want to say about the map? So I, I get it. Yeah, that's fine. I can have that pop up input box. Okay. So the um, it'll be like the link, just like the link. So there'll just be a pop up underneath the node. Um, so initially, but on. initially, when you write something, you would just so, so you initially you would like type in maybe the square root of x squared plus five, and you would select it, and you would say make this turn this into like LaTeX, right? Okay. And that would just like, and then if you edit it after that, like just like the hyperlink, it'd be some little okay. box where you coming in with just sort of, yeah, I think that would work. All right, but um. The, the, would it need to be? Would it need to be in line? Do you need in line? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, so, huge so it's not just line, a huge percentage of it is in line versus block. Okay, good. So that's good to know. That's key. That's really key. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look, at it, I mean, it's there's a lot of block and a lot of inline. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't. I don't want to get into the detail of it now, but it's good. To, those two pieces are good to know. Yeah. Um. One thing that you could do is that when you're loading it, because it's it's going to load really quickly anyway, is you could just anything that has that's that's a math inline or block, you could just put like a little box there, just like kind of like a like a grayed out kind of like a blurred thing, like it's rendering, and then just shows up. Just make it kind of blurp, you know. You could do that, but the, I don't want I don't like that kind of thing. I, I want well. I'm not news for it. The dude is not instantaneous, so it's either you delay and show something's incomplete, or you don't show it. I mean, there's to, or or you pre-render everything, which so there's your three options. That's it. You can't make it go faster I'll, than it goes. I'll do pre I'll do pre-render everything if I have to, or I'll or I'll find so I'll 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 damn I it. You'll do it, it one way or another. I will force it to work the way that I want, okay. like everything else so far. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so so, what, so, so the other thing that there are the the other things I was thinking about. Um, these are nice to have, but I think it'd be slick. So one of the things that I paste in is I have a lot of links to videos. I think yes. a lot of people get information from YouTube. Um, so easy to do just to, I mean, that okay. would not, I could literally have that done quickly. What do you mean? What do you think like, I'm asking? I think you're going to say, um, actually just show a video block. So just, just auto, auto turn the link into a YouTube video and just have it right there. Right. So I think I, what I think, though, is you're going to want a little uh, I think you probably want like a little setting like um, you, like a lot of cases you might just want links. Right. Because like if, you, if you have a ton of links and you're like some are YouTube links, some of them are links on the New York Times or Washington Post or whatever the heck you're linking to, you might like I don't want like a fifth of these just to have little YouTube links. So this is kind of like I, it's too, taking up too much space. Right. In some right. cases, you might like, you know, these are all YouTube links. I'd like the YouTube thumbnail is really useful because when I look at the thumbnail, it really reminds me of what the hell it was. Because I, when I, when I, because when I, when I, when I turn some of these YouTube links into links, I could, I was like, okay, was that that guy or was it this other guy? Right. Like it didn't, I, you know, how the picture's worth a thousand words. The thumbnail, you're like, I can look at instantaneously and I remember a ton about the video. But when I just look at the title, I don't really remember as much. So I think what you might want is in, if it's a hyperlink to a video, that you might have like a little settings thing where you can turn it into like thumbnail, show thumbnail, don't show thumbnail or something. 
um, or big thumbnail. Like you could have like a bigger, like here, just a video, like embed video or a little, I mean, a little square thumbnail or just a big link. I mean, you could just have like a hover over on the link and then just, just show the thumbnail from the site. And that's not really useful because like, I don't want to be like, oh, that's really annoying. Like rolling over. It's like, I want to be able to just look at instantaneously able to see what are all these things in some cases. Okay. I so think that some, would be yeah. really useful. I think, I think come up with a reasonable default, hmm. come up with a reasonable default and then allow them to like, Oh, here are three options in the setting. Just go through, you know, just no thumbnail. And you could, cause I was thinking it would be just like a block type. So basically, the block type would be a YouTube video. And yeah, then so now you like, like 30 of your pages is a whole big, stupid thumbnail. Well, I mean, no, some cases you you're could... like, yeah, I want a big, stupid thumbnail. That's the whole point of this thing. A lot of cases you're but like... That's, I'm... What, that's what I'm saying. So the block type could be text or like, so you you change it from a YouTube video to to a link, for example, to text. And then it, that would be the, the But I think there's a third forth. option where you have um, just a, a smaller thumbnail that just okay. gives you enough to give the information. So I think... I think um, it's like I'd like a thumbnail. Like, but you know how people, you, know, you do, we do this all the time. We post something in a Discord, a link. It's a YouTube video, and now like everything is off the page except for this giant. Okay, so you're still thing. talking about you're still talking about a block that is a YouTube video, but that has um, multiple different display options. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, small. Yeah. You know, whatever. I think that, and then you make it a default. And I think ultimately, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to set have cascading styles or defaults for pages and stuff. You don't have to worry about this now, but you say here are the defaults. Here are the default colors or default fonts. Like this is all this is how everything will work. This is a research page. This is how this stuff needs to work. But this is a to do list. These are different things. This is a different thing. You know. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to get down the rabbit hole of that, but I think you're going to. No, want I. I I've already, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I've got. I mean, yeah. so basically, the, I mean, the way that I've been thinking about it is, I mean, this is going to have um, full styling. It's going to have H1 to H3. It's going to have block quotes. It's going to have all the things. It's going to have bullet lists, to-do lists. And then it's going to have the, cap like you're saying, it's going to have the capability to create styles, to create style, style sheets. Yeah, just like you said. So um, the other thing about the YouTube stuff here, a lot of these YouTube you know, these YouTube th things are 20, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes or an hour, two hours, right? And you're like, I want this snippet or I want it. This snippet is this one hour, 10 minutes and 13 seconds, right? Now you can do that as part of the URL, but it's like hard to remember, like, how am I supposed to do that? Like, I don't, you don't want to have people at the URL. You'd want something to go, you know, they could just, um, at this point, they could just type it in. Right as part of the edit box, as part of your little settings box, can you? You could have it like expand, like advanced or whatever. Have the font just boom, and they just go, you know, where where you know, kind of locate, start start position, start point or something, which would be really really useful. Because if you're using again, if you're using this for research, like for instance, I was using it, I was cataloging a bunch of different leg workouts for plyometrics and all sort of stuff, right? And there were some really good ideas for some stuff, but it's like, well, where in the video is this one particular exercise that that was really cool? Right, mm. I got to go back in his thirty-minute thing and find the one point where he's talking about the single leg plyo bot, whatever it was. That was at seventeen so, minutes and nine seconds. You know, like I would put it, so I click on it, it, goes right to that. But in all cases, you want it to view in the site. You don't want it to go back to YouTube. You're clicking it, and it's popping up a little video thing. And oh, it's right um, the, that's the probably a setting thing. I mean, I think I can totally see how you you you'd probably want. Um, Probably the, 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 probably I would do whatever's easiest at first because I don't think it matters a huge amount. 
but it's probably like by default you can watch it in your site but if you click on it it'll go to expand i mean just like everything else works these days well you get that on the youtube anyway youtube itself whenever you click the, the youtube yeah, within go. the player you can go it goes to yeah. youtube yeah, they go work. But I, but so, so much information that people use these days is they're getting it from video. And not only getting mm-hmm. it from video, they're getting it from one's very small part of a video, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, where in it? You know, and I don't want to have to search again. And I want a thumbnail so I can, can remind me of exactly what the hell this video was. So that stuff is, I, 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 a lot of stuff I didn't realize until I started using it. I'm just like, you know. This this is why this is difficult to to, to look at video information because I don't have this. So I think, um, I think video is um, really important. First, um, you the... you remind me of something that I think is really important that I really want at some point, which is that um, so far with the image uh, the images you just kind of drag them in and it's like they're a block they're in line with the text. But what I would really like, what would actually be really useful, would be if it was more like a thumbnail explorer. So like a node could become like uh, like the like the Mac OS X Finder with thumb with icon thumbnails, you know. So you could just sort of drag them in and have a whole bunch of images, and then you could just sort of look at them, comment on them, do whatever you need to do with them. And I think this, something similar might be true with videos as well. I don't totally Rather understand than, that. I don't totally understand why do you need to do that. Well, because it's like, otherwise, it's you're only using vertical space. It's really annoying to only use vertical space. Oh, like you have a list of sideways. like, yeah. Well, you know, it goes um, sideways like Slack that. does that like, too sometimes. Like those videos, and it'll just like if you do like a bunch in a row, they'll just kind of put them horizontal, like three in a row or something. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool. Like, and so, but even just because I'm dragging images in there from the desktop, and then it's just like you know, when I was designing the logo or whatever, like I just have like lots of different logo ideas. And they're all just a single column. <laughs> That's just annoying. It's like, why are they a single column? They should just be da, 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 looking like, you know, like your iPhone. You know, like how it looks on the iPhone mm-hmm. when you scroll through photos. Yeah. And I, I, and I think I you can, could do something similar with videos for that. Well, I think it's, again, it's something you should be able to sort of configure when it's in there. Like you can right click and say, make line these up or don't. Yeah. Like have, right. a, have a reasonable default so you don't have to think about it, but you can, if you hate, if you hate what's going on and you need to look, work a different way, you can easily intervene. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a tricky, there's a fine line that you have to be careful of. It's getting too far into the custom formatting where you're, now you're Google Doc and now you're spending all your time dicking around with formatting as opposed to capturing and organizing information. Right. Exactly. Right. You yeah. get too far where you're like, what font am I in and what point size am I in? You know, it's like, Every time I get in Google Doc, you're fighting with the fonts. It's never in the right font. It's always the wrong size. You get it back. I start it, now it's in the wrong font again. You're like, ah. you know, it's like, I damn it, like, I can't focus on the information because I'm dealing with this. And, you know, Google Docs is like, hey, man, we're just trying to give you the flexibility you need to make the document look as awesome as you can. It's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> trying to think and i just garamond 11 or new times 14 i don't care ah, you know so mm-hmm. that's the only that's the thing i just think you have to kind of just keep in mind is like you want it to be flexible enough so that people when they're collecting and organizing information they don't feel constricted so they can't make it look in a, a in a way that makes it easy for them to to, to deal with the information but you so you need to give them enough, but you can't go so far where now they're go now it's just now it's like a, a bad Google Docs. 
You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's yeah. the that's one of the uh, dangers of, of 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 adding too much formatting flexibility is you just fall into that. Okay, support for math, links to vi- uh, video, sorry, uh, videos, and then what what's next before? Okay, the... so one of the things that occurred to me while that was really useful, and again, this is so this way I bring this up is because this is we're now we're borderline is highlighting, like being able to like background mm. color. Yeah. Some text. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of pretty useful. <laughs> you know, and you can't ever highlight like you can't, like segments of text either from like there might be like you here's a code block of three sentences, but there's these ten words that I need to highlight. Like this is the essence. Right? I need the code you... block because I want to go back to the damn document, read the whole thing. I need the quote to create context, but it's these ten words. That's the that's the kill shot. Right. That's so highlight like in one color, like a yellow, like a yellow yeah, highlight. Or, like that. I mean, or the like first version is to just like add a, a simple highlighter with one color. That might and be the it. next version is to add multiple colors. The other thing is first now you can back, uh, you know, do, do you want to allow people to do background color and text color? And now we're getting borderline document formatting. Now we're, now we're really I mean, careful. That's what I want. That's, that's where I want it to go personally, you know. I, I want it so that I can basically have um, some level of design control over it. Yeah, and I, I, I and I get that. I'm review talking about that, and and so just just um, be cognizant that if that you don't by making it so easy to formatting that now or now everybody is it's just Google Docs. It's just sort of a bad Google Docs. I mean, or maybe a good Google Docs. Well, you're not going to beat Google Docs at what it does. I mean, it's the formatting. You're not going to outformat Google Docs, probably. Well, that that's true. But that's true. But but the use case is slightly different because Google Docs is essentially for print, and um, everything like Google Docs is they've they their basis was Word, right? Mm-hmm. So they've built everything around page setup, margins, borders, all that kind of stuff. But what I'm thinking is, okay, you know. This could be more like Webflow. This could be like Webflow, but Google Docs. So it's not about print. It's just about making it look nice the way that you want to within the context of web. So it's built specifically for web and to view on web or maybe PDFs or something like that. But it can still look nice, you know, like you could have a nice H3, you know, or an an H1, or you can have like a a big block uh, with an image in it, you know, stuff like that. I think that could be useful. But you think that that's dangerous. you know what you could do, and I, 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 I have not. I, I spent like three minutes with Notion until I just got annoyed, and I spent about three minutes with Obsidian until I got annoyed. But the, what I gleaned from them is that they have like document templates or settings. Yeah. So yeah. if you say, "Hey, this is just a generic um, outline," it has you know it doesn't have uh, in you know detailed formatting. It's just going to default to this and this. If you want to add it, you can right click on settings and say implement. You know, you can add different types of settings. It's okay. It's going to have more advanced setting, you know, formatting controls, which, you know, is going to distract you. But if you need to, if you need to do that, you can do that. So you might have it so that, right, it has more capability, but you restrict the capabilities in certain instances so that it just does what it's supposed to do and it doesn't it doesn't create a lot of complexity and distraction for when people are just trying to do a task list. It's like, why do I have a, an H1 font and, you know, whatever, oh. font, you know, for instance, if someone's just doing something like that. I don't well, know. the way I was going to do it was to put the complexity in the pop-out sidebar so you wouldn't even see it. So basically, anytime you were clicked in any node, 
you could you could examine the properties of that node by essentially pulling out the sidebar uh, on the right that would allow you to do something like change uh, the background color, the padding, or whatever, but would also be tabbed along with discussion around the same thing. So that that's where the discussion of so each each thing in the main window was a node, like and that node had properties and discussion. That was how I was thinking about it. Okay, I'm you know I'm not against it. I'm just I'm just. I'm just warning about what my frustration is Google Docs, and just yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I would hate to see you fall yeah. victim. I've seen no, lately you fall victim to those. Those it will always be blank. Start off as a blank page. It won't do the thing that Notion does, which is insanely irritating. Which is every doc has to have a giant big heading. <laughs> right. Know? It's like like you you already lost me as soon as I had to have this mother. Mm-hmm. very big heading. Anyway. Um, all right, cool. So just so, so just uh, a couple highlighting things. text. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. The the final big thing that you might want to do, but this is like this might be later, which might be support for tables. Eesh. Now, I am not using it for tables right now. It's not a big deal. So that's what I'm saying. This like I don't want you to freak out. You look like you're about to have an aneurysm. I mean, mean like active tables that like calculate things like Excel. No. No. You mean visual tables? Just to, just to, just to be able to lay stuff out in table. Just like here's a structured table. You know, here's a which like a markdown table. If I want if if I want to fully support markdown export, I will need tables. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think tables putting things because sometimes information can really only be displayed reasonably in tables. It can't be. It's not a hierarchy. It's it's a, there's, it's it's tabular. It's the columns and rows. It's, it's the only I way. I literally have no idea how to do that now like just thinking about it it's like oh my god i can't even imagine how to do that but anyway it's probably turned out to be quite easy but yeah so i think you're going to need that i and i think i think the videos um i mean the math the reason i do the math relatively soon is because it should be easy but i i mean the videos is more broadly applicable so i think i would go i would i would do the i would do either one of those to me i think are i don't think either of them are super hard most of them should be you knock these out these out in a couple of days and um at least the core of it two or three days and maybe a week at tops and it's a it's a nice it's a nice those are nice wins well thank you for telling me how long it's going to take well i, I don't know that. i mean it's just like <laughs> i've done the magic stuff i know it's not that hard i mean maybe you want to do something super advanced with it but i mean you can just it shouldn't be i'll tell you what would be quick to do is is highlighting text that's definitely the fastest thing okay do that because first. all all I have to do is another button. Get an easy win. Um, yeah, that that is a super easy win. And then the next one would be obviously. I mean, maybe it would be the math because the because all, all math is doing is it's just a block with an edit an edit window, and then um, the videos are more complicated because now you've got different view like a different you know different types of uh, whatever. Um, I do whichever one tables. you feel. I do whichever one of those you feel most excited about doing. Just do whichever I don't, you know. But the question is, is like, how far do I take it before getting into um, collaboration? So, do you think that it's these these things and then collaboration, or I would do collaboration before tables, probably. I mean, I think tables are. Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is that you could go either way of those, but but I wouldn't put collaboration off for too, for too long. Like, I would like, I don't need tables. See, I'm in a situation where I know ta- tabular information is important. I know it's useful. I've used it plenty of times. I don't really have a use case for it right now. So I'm not like, I have to have tables, Justin. 
um, you know, I am, I, I do need math would be really, really helpful. And the YouTube, the YouTube, the video stuff would be really nice. And the highlights would be really nice. I would actually use those, but I'm, they don't kill me that I can't have them tables. I'm just like, I'm just telling you that, I mean, from, from existing in the world, I know that a lot of information needs to be displayed that way. So you're probably going to be able to use it. Because the thing about collaboration, I'll just tell you this. Features are going to stop coming because collaboration is going to be complicated. There's a lot more to think about than you realize. Like, for example, what you just said, oh, I want to make it so that Sandy can't see some stuff and so that Justin can see stuff. So then I have to think about, okay, how a permission is going to work. And also, how is the left nav going to work? Because right now we've got one nice, simple left nav. Everything's in a left nav. But now you're talking about this situation where Sandy can see some stuff another, and uh, Justin can't see some other stuff. Like so, do is that multiple left left nav blocks? Like, or is it one big left nav where stuff's hidden for some people and not for for other people? So that even just the left nav side of that is very complicated. That's not including what also needs to be done, which is the actual collaboration piece. <laughs> you know, that which is also complicated. So I can tell you that as soon as I start the work on the collaboration, it's going to be a minimum of three months of nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why we should probably get in the things that you want before I start collaboration. That's going to be really useful to you for that amount of yeah, time. Yeah, everything for tables and stuff I really want. Um, if if you um, I, I, let, let, maybe let's talk again after that before you get to tables, and I think you have to kind of decide how hard that would be. I mean, I think you'd probably want to do something like, um, but tables will tables are non-trivial because you like remove a column, add a row, remove a row, insert a row. You know all this stuff you do in Google Docs, right? You know, I mean, tables is pretty similar to what I had done with uh, that AnyFoo uh, scheduling thing. Okay. It was not very far away from that. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So the last two things I wanted to mention, the, um, the, uh, the, le- the little dash, the little um, dashes on the side. Yeah. You have to have some way of either turning those off or only making those. Because when you're doing like, you know, you have a list of things fine, but it's, it seems really weird when those are to the left of, of just, uh, check boxes. Like why, why do I have those? I mean, it just, it seemed weird. Um, and if you're not doing a list of things and you're just collecting information like paragraphs, like sometimes it's like, it almost seems like a control code. Like why, why is that even there? Right. So I don't know. I'm sure people, I know other people have mentioned it. So I think it's sort of a, yeah, no, exactly. And so, so it's, and that is where I think that the whole app needs at the top of it a Google Docs or Microsoft Word style ribbon of controls. And I think one of those controls would be to turn on and off those things. Um and some other some other controls up there. Um it's very yeah, I'm I am constantly in two minds about those things. They're useful. And they're not useful. Right. So, so sometimes I want them and sometimes I don't want them. Right. So it's like. Right. Yeah. So therefore you need to make configurable. Um, yeah. The, the, not configurable. Like they need, because sometimes even within the, the space of like 10 minutes, I will, we're working on one document where I really like them. Well, that's what I mean. Like you know, it's a setting on a page. Yeah. So, so you think it should be the setting for the page or a global setting? 
Oh, I think most settings should either be would be I think page settings can override global settings. So here's my global defaults, and then I override them on a on a page. Okay, you know, and then and all the child pages inherit the parent pages unless you override them. I, mean, I think you probably want to cast. I mean, it's so that. fundamental. Shouldn't that be done before the other stuff? No, because um, it. I mean, if you if it's one of those things where I'm like looking, yeah, it's kind of not a big deal. Like I don't really care that much. It's not a big deal. I will care about math. That's going to be cool. I will okay. care about the video of thumbnails. That's really cool. This is this is like a not a big deal. You say, "Oh, Jason, I spent three weeks doing Move the Nashes," and everybody's like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, like that's not a big value add. It's it's so something that probably that's... should be done, but it's not a big value add. If you're like, "Hey, we have support for math," like that's badass. Do that. Well, mm. okay, yeah, all right. Um, last and the last thing is, you know, and I don't make it, mean to make you feel bad, but yeah, the left nav still kind of sucks. No, I and, and I, I know the, you think about the left nav totally sucks. I mean, like I keep tr- I can't like move stuff around. Like I, it's so annoying. I, it needs to be drag draggable. I can't drag. I'm draggable. like I, you can't. So you really would have to like if you want to move it, you have to like create a new page and cut and paste the contents in a new page. No, well you can move it. It's just you have to know the the, the shortcut keys, and that's that's just annoying. I get it. I get. What are the shortcut it. keys? It's very right over the side. I guess I look at them all because I was. I've been. I mean, because I can't reorganize my enough nav. I didn't know how to because I couldn't move stuff around. Okay. And, uh... c- c- okay. Can you just like open up Lightwave real quick mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Command Shift and then you see the the greater than and the smaller than sign. So Command Shift uh, smaller than to move into the left nav. Wait, Command Shift, and then smaller than. That basically moves you into the left nav. Okay. And now it's just the arrows up and down. It's basically all the exactly the same controls as the other system. Okay. So if you if you want to just navigate up and down okay. arrows. Okay. And if you want to move, you you hold down the command. What if I want to indent? Move, uh, tab and and shift tab. Okay. Well, that's that's helpful. It's exactly. Okay. It's well, exactly that's the same as the regular system. And then to move back out, you can either do command shift. Uh, right arrow, because basically the idea is the impl- implication of the arrows moving in and out. But ultimately, you can just do escape or just press the right yeah, arrow. Okay, well that's to helpful. Get back out. Okay, that's yeah. a big, that's a big, that's a big help because I was like, God damn it, I can't I have all these yeah. errant pages all over the place and they're all in the wrong. <laughs> oh order no, no, and... I use that, and I mean, I, I, I'm just as fast in the left nav as I am in the main dock now that I, you know, when I use it. Okay. So you you'll probably get used to okay, that too. Okay, no, that's fine. No, that no, I appreciate it. that's helpful. So okay, so okay. um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Like you know, just to summarize it, I think uh, I think there's a I think it's very useful already, and well, I think you have some uh, a number of new feature sets that'll be relatively easy wins. I mean, you know, I don't mean that you're going to do it in two hours, but I mean it's not going to take you two months to do math or thumbnail videos and things. But but adding those things is will will be material and um highlighting and stuff and it's just going to get better and better and but collaboration okay is killer. so so i'll do highlighting math and videos then we'll have another conversation to decide whether i should get into collaboration or not mm-hmm. and then if not because there, there is also a whole bunch of other stuff to do like that i that i think should be in there and i'll tell you what that is mm-hmm. and then we'll finish talking about this um like i said h1 to h3 bullet points um mm-hmm. yep uh, blah blah blah, and then let's see what else. What else I got? Make pages linkable between pages. I feel like that would be pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have just like a basic 
like Google Docs has, like a full drop down menu. Like I think even copy and paste deserves its own menu because you could you could when you copy a document, you could basically copy it as you know uh, Markdown or copy it as uh, YAML or copy yeah. as you know. So those yeah. are things that can be useful. Anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much detail. We've been going on about for a long time. Thank you. Appreciate the time into this. That's cool, man. I'm um, like, I'm excited. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're staying. Um, you're you're on it. And 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 you know, again, you do not hire need to hire a bunch of people to do it. All all getting more people involved is just going to slow you down. You got okay. this. Just keep pushing. Just keep on it, and it's just going to get better and better and better. And and then once the functionality is at a certain level where it's undeniably just a a, a full featured awesome product then you can spend time marketing it all right i agree with that message now let's talk about um math now let's, academy let's take a break of math let's let's talk let's do a little project superhero and we'll, we'll get into okay well all i've got to say about project superhero is i took the loop off so that's fine i definitely gained weight i'm like my the last time i weighed myself i was 211 and i'm sure i'm even more than that now wow so you just so stopped two- working out or you stopped your diet altogether I just I I don't know, but 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 it's only five pounds. I mean, probably it's I was too my my best was two hundred and six, two hundred six to two hundred eleven. That's fast. Just, though. That's putting on weight fast. Anyway, I'm back on tomorrow. I will start logging everything tomorrow. Okay. It, back to where it was. Okay, so here's in, in my JV track. Here's the thing. So, um, I'm glad you're not putting this stuff on Project Superhero channel every day because it's like. Um, I think it was too much for you. It was too much. It was definitely too much for me, right? Because it's like, I, I don't need to be in your business, but if you're telling me what you're doing every day and you're not doing what I think you should be doing, I can't just sit there and go, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right. I don't want to give you a right. hard time, but if you're like, dude, I just ate a hot dog for breakfast. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, it's like, I'm not going to sit there and just act like, it, well, yeah, just, I, I walked 3000 steps the whole week. I'd be like, Whatever. I mean, it's just so I don't want to give you a hard time, right? It's your life. You're a grown man. Do what you want to do. Eat cake, get it, don't eat cake, exercise, don't eat exercise, you know, whatever. But I, I cannot react. And then, of course, it puts me in a bad mood when I'm like, you say, ah, I want to make all these life improvements. I want to do these things. And then you're kind of doing them. And then you're kind of not doing them. And then and I then say I something. Cake. And then I'm a bad guy because I call you out for not doing the things that you should be doing. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be the bad guy. You know, I, dude, yeah. whatever. I got my own shit to worry about, you know? So, um, I have a suggestion, a meta suggestion. Go on. Okay. Um, cause I do want to see you, make the improvements that you want to make and be healthy and all that. Right. I'm on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now I'm not on your team in the sense that I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear every day. I'm going to tell you what the truth is. <laughs> so you're going to feel like I'm not on your team, but I am on your team. Um, right. So I think what you need is uh, a coach, a weight loss mm-hmm. coach. And I think the problem with using the crowd, the Discord crowd as your coach is that you could just take and pick and you were kind of like, well, I like what Joe says. I like what Jason says, but then I like what Robbie says and I'll do a little of this and I'll do a little of that. Like that's not going to work. That, does, that doesn't work very well. I mean, there's some things that work. Everybody has tried different things. Everybody has different, they're different people. They have different bodies. They have different ages. They have completely different body compositions. 
right? They have different tolerances for types of workout, different level of fitness. I mean, so what people are saying or are not saying, especially what worked for them, may not be even close to the right thing for you, right? And I don't think, I mean, it worked okay. You did lose some weight. You learned a few things here, but it's not a systematic way to lose weight and get in shape and get healthy in a reliable way, predictable way. Um, and I also think it puts strain, like it puts strain on our relationship because you get mad at me when I'm telling you stuff that's probably true, but it makes you feel bad. And so it's like, I don't, you know, why, how all of a sudden did I get in this role? Right. And, um, I was watching these YouTube videos and it was this one, these two women who coach together They're, and she called herself coach Viva is her name. Okay. And she's like, she was, a, she was like a, she worked at Microsoft for a while. And I think her friend, she, I think she pressed some kind of engineer at some point and they both went this weight loss thing. And I tried all this stuff and they did all these things and they failed and failed, had a little success. And eventually they figured it out after years and now they're super fit and they've coached like 500 people very successful. And I watched all their videos and they are on point. The stuff that mm. they're talking about is a hundred percent right. You know, it's like, look, you don't need, like, you don't need to go out and run half an hour. You don't need to do hit training. You don't need to be the intermittent fasting. You like these, all these things, you don't have to go out and lift weights for an hour every day. Like that stuff is, there are things that are, these are all things that are tools that can be used at different points. But the start with the basics and, and, and the basics is let's get a mild calorie deficit. Hold that. If we need to do a little bit more, if you need to take, you know, we do schedule a diet break, whatever, but we have to track this information and then we have to make adjustments based on how your body's responding. Right. Real, real statements like got to track. And they were telling, and, and so I was watching this videos. I'm like, but they, she, like this is exactly this is exactly what Justin needs, you know, because that's what they work with people. You have like a virtual assistant, and you'll be tracking stuff on a spreadsheet, and you say, okay, well, this is my weight, and this is what I ate, and I lost this weight, or I didn't lose that weight. It's like, okay, well, let's try and get the steps up another thousand steps, or what? Just very basic, so it keep you accountable, but in a systematic way. I mean, everyone on the Discord channel, there's a handful of us on the Discord channel who do know some things about fitness and getting in shape, and we do know some things, but they have coached like 500 people to success, mm. right? Mm. Like they know exactly what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> you can't say, well, you know, I don't really like Nick. No, they can help you get, you say, I want to get down to 15% body fat. You know, here's where I'm at. they be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And it doesn't involve anything crazy. Like, well, I don't want to go run five miles a day. Well, guess what? You don't have to run five miles. Well, I don't want to mm. just, like, you don't have to do these things it's like very like their stuff is really geared towards normal people and what's then what's their name i'll say i think we call ourselves coach viva if mm. you loop it up okay look it up and um i probably watched 15 of our videos or it was just kind of like i was on i was sitting on my couch on youtube and i was one night and i was just watching more and more i'm like yep yep 100 percent. yeah like you know we tried all things oh i then i got into hit training i did all this stuff and then i just burned myself out and then i said you know it's like well i then i wasn't doing any resistance training then i got over crazy and i did too you know it's like you know you 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 know you throw everything against the wall and then you burn yourself out and you get depressed and then you lose a bunch of weight and you're, then you're not losing weight anymore so you lower your calories even more and now you're totally low energy and you're not losing weight and you're depressed like yeah you gotta take a diet break like all these 
things that you have to do, but you got to do it in a systematic way and you got to track what the hell's going on. If you don't, if you're not tracking your output and your input and the results and the contextual information, you really can't make the right adjustments. It's like driving a car blind and you're just trying random shit. And eventually you get depressed and frustrated and burned out and then you give up. So I'm like, this is what Justin needs. Justin needs to sign up with Coach Viva you know, whatever it is, 30 or 40 or 50 bucks a month or saying, whatever it is, just pay the thing, do the yeah. accountability, get the thing and just do that. And then, then I'm out of loop. Joe's out of loop. Rob's out, everybody's out of loop. We could just kind of cheer you on the sideline. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've been in and you know, that's, well, it's It's almost like, it's like, um, it's like the work with the discord group was like the bootstrap bootstrappers to just get me from zero to something, you know? And now I can now I now I'm in a better place to work with someone like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the 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 basic the, the basic things are all true, which is like you have to have a caloric deficit to lose weight. Okay, you should not have a severe caloric deficit. Um, you're going to starve yourself, and that's going to problems. Uh, most people do. Uh, they think they have a caloric deficit, but a lot of times they don't. So that's why you got to track. You cannot have a caloric deficit after you know three or so months. Otherwise, you're because your body adapts, and now you have to take a diet break. And if you don't take a diet break for a couple of weeks, and instead you just restrict even more, now you're screwing yourself. You're, now it's even harder and harder to lose weight. So it's like these hmm. basic things. And she's like, again, right? You got to eat higher protein. Do you have to eat two grams of protein per pound? No, but you probably should eat at least 0.6, right? It based and she everything is research based. She's like she's like here here's the research study. You need, they recommend 0.6 is the main. She's like, but I found some people need a little less than other people, and so it's very like it's all the standard stuff. It's like and at some point you need to do resistance resistance training. Do you need to go to the gym and do squats and deadlifts every day? No, but can you have some dumbbells and do progressive overload a few days a week for 20 minutes? It's like very very accessible common sense stuff. But you but but. You need to have an expert, experienced person who is monitoring your progress, looking at your spreadsheet and your data and going, okay, Justin, okay, it looks like you're- Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. I think I'll definitely that, do it. Yeah, great. And I want to see you succeed. And I know this is going to, I have a very high confidence that this will work. And I'm okay, like, great. This, is, this is what you should do. Perfect. So- I love it. Thank that's you. That's what I'm saying. So um, on, the, on the project superhero- so I'm currently taking a diet break for a week. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go one more. Usually they say two weeks, either a week to two weeks, because I kind of hit a wall. Yeah. I was on for about three months. And the recommendation is, basically the research says that it, if you're in the, the body fat range I'm in, so if you're, if you're obese, you're over like 30% or 28%, whatever it is, then you can go like 16 weeks. You can go four months in it without taking a diet break before your body starts to adapt. If you're in that yeah. sort of mid range, then you can go like ten to twelve weeks. If you're below thirteen percent, then it's like you can't. You know, more than six weeks, you gotta. You're gonna adapt. Body's gonna adapt. So you have to. You have to. Like, you're on for six weeks and you're off for a week, and you know, or whatever it is. So I'm kind of in the mid range, yeah. and I knew, and I saw myself. I was getting harder and harder, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm on point and doing everything, and you start seeing it slow down, and you're just like, damn it. And so I finally realized I gotta take a I gotta take a little diet break. So I'm doing that for a week or two, and then okay. either I'm trying I'm probably gonna go one more week just to make sure that I'm I reset everything, and then I'm back on it. And um, so it's funny on um, and on the weightlifting. So I've really I've gotten the weightlifting has been great. I've gotten I'm, I'm putting on muscle. I'm getting stronger. 
you know, it's that's like pretty cool. It's cool when you're looking at biceps and they get me. You're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go up to Sandy. I'm like, check that out. She's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> check that out, baby. Look at that. Uh, she just, I rolls her eyes. It's like, whatever. Um, Sandy gives zero <laughs> fucks. But, um, anyway, the um, one thing is she was bugging me about. She's like, you know, because initially when I started, when I was talking about doing, oh, oh I was talking about walking. As By the way, that's one of the coach you, but they, they hit on too. It's like, you know, what's this walking is a huge win, you know, like, mm. you know, yep. it's, it's, uh, to, 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 to get some extra calorie burn without, you know, there's so much more maintainable. Right. Anyway. Um, so, and as you recall, like I initially started walking in sandals and I, 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 my, and after like a four or five days, my body was just getting really beat up. Do you remember me talking about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. My yeah. knees, my back, my Achilles. And it's like, you just can't be walking on cement with, with sandals for like eight to 10 miles a day. I just maybe can't. No, I was worried for you. I mean, especially after my experience with the walking desk. <laughs> well, that that's other level, Justin. That's other level. You like eight <laughs> hours of walking desk on an incline for someone who's just sedentary. Like, that was like, that's just so funny. I was just so ridiculous. Like I can't even, I just can't even believe you did that anyway. Um, but yeah, I was to a certain degree going in a little too hard and what I was just not using the right equipment. Sandy's like, you know, I really, I think you should try your running shoes and I did that. And then she was like, you know, I think you should get a pair of Hoka's. I'm like, what's a Hoka? And she's like, Oh, there's these great shoes. You know, Ari has some. And, and I, and I was picturing these sort of like, walking shoes that like you know these middle-aged nurses would wear or something <laughs> they their feet all day i'm like oh, i don't need some damn walking shoes and she's like no no she's like Ari has a pair they're really great and i was just like really resistant you know to these hokas or whatever they were and yeah and so and she's like she's like why don't we just go over to dick sporting goods and i think have hokas there and she's like i know you want some more shorts and then we'll Okay, and I'm just like, I'm like, well, I'm just warning you. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm just telling you, I'm probably going to get some Adidas. Like, I'm an Adidas guy. <laughs> She's yeah. like, okay, whatever, sure. That you, if you want to wear some Adidas, you can get Adidas. You know? She's like, ah, I just like Adidas. Adidas, the one they fit my feet great, right? And so she's just like, okay, fine. So let's go. So we finally go, and I put on the Hoka's, and I'm like, holy crap. Like they have like really thick, like so like super, super soft. The the difference between how soft the cushion is, it's as much an improvement over my Adidas running shoes as my Adidas running shoes were over my sandals. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm looking at them. They yeah, they look super like clouds. Incredible. I was like, what the hell? In fact, I almost was like, it was like boing, boing. Like it took a second to get useful. It was so soft, right? And um yeah. And on top of that, they're super light. Like every time I pick them up, I feel like I'm like, holy, like you're picking up cardboard. <laughs> like there's no weight to them. Yeah. And I always tell Sam, like, there's no my sweetheart, you want to feel how light my hokas are? She's like, I know. I know how light they are, right? So I always, I'm always talking about my hokas. I'm like, hey, sweetheart, you want to hear my walk with my new hokas? She's like, and they work with jeans too. She's like, yeah, I know. You know, it's <laughs> what a weird name, hoka. H-O, it was called Hoka Oni Oni. But it just sounds like it sounds like hoka is like doesn't that isn't that as like a word to say ah, hoka? I don't know what that hoka. means. Just it just sounds like well um, they're they're great, they're fantastic. Yeah. I feel like I was talking to Alfie last week, 
and we were um, catching up and he's a runner. And I'm like, dude, trust me, get some hook. He's like, he's like, I just got my Alfie. I'm telling you, man, just try them on. He's like, okay, we're going, <laughs> we're going to go this running gun. Like, trust me. They are all amazing. It was this hilarious. Sandy. There was this, um, if I find it, uh, there was a, uh, a meme that she showed up. It was like a, Huffington Post article says the title was I regret I regret to inform you that all the hype surrounding Hoka running shoes is entirely justified because <laughs> <laughs> you feel like ah it's, it's, it's hype bullshit but yeah so if you if you're listening to the show and you're kind of thinking it might be time to get some new running shoes or you're not loving yours or you need a, like try on a pair I got the Clifton Nines they're they're they are amazing. Amazing. Okay. So, you know, every once in a while you find something, you know, like if I, the two, the two thing, the last, the last two products that I've bought in my life that have actually made a difference were one were the, um, the, uh, AirPods. Right. Yeah. Those were amazing. That's a life changer. And the Hoka running shoes. Mm-hmm. Everything else. I don't really care. Maybe my new Mac M2 was pretty cool, but still material difference yeah i'm trying to think of like i mean i do agree like uh, airpods i'm just thinking that has been really good and i will think while you on your next monologue about what something else is yeah well if, if i if 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 if, if i couldn't have airpods and i had to go back to like air air, air um you know with a normal with a wire wire um whatever i would i would be pissed i'd be like you, and if you said oh you, you can't use AirPods a where you have to go back to your adidas i'd be pissed i'd be like no well, no, that was something. That was something that was funny that you said about about Lightwave. You said I tried to use these other ones, and then I was just pissed, and I had to go back to Lightwave. And I was thinking, huh? I guess I've already found product found product fit a little bit. Yeah, just <laughs> enough. Product market fit. Yeah, just enough. You're a long way from product market fit, but you got you do have something. You do have something. I'm I'm I tell you. I mean, if if I had liked, if if. Notion or Obsidian did any was was responsive and easy to use as as, as sort of natural and intuitive as Lightwave. I would have just have let moved. it go. I wouldn't have bugged you. I'd be like, dude, just go work on Play Strong, whatever, man. I mean, like, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. But I got pissed when I realized that they sucked, and I was like, why is everybody talking about this stuff? This is like impossibly really annoying to use. Um, yeah. So, so how about Math Academy? Um. Okay. Something in my notes. Um, right. So do, do you remember, I don't know if I talked about this before, but did I, did I mention that, uh, I mentioned, I, I've talked before about the, the cheating detector, right. That Justin was building. Uh, yes. Um, you have spoken about that, but can I just put a thumbnail? Mm-hmm. I want, I also want you to talk about the Ian Clark stuff. Oh, go on. Ask, just um, ask me about that. We'll cover that first. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about that first. Um, so I know that you've had a very interesting debugging uh, bug experience with um, a texting listener and his daughter. So Ian Clark, um, well, why don't you just tell us about this crate? And I, by the way, I was so impressed with with how you debugged this and the, the logging system. I was like, dude, does Jason know what they had for lunch? <laughs> like he knows everything about them at this point. <laughs> so like the fact that you broke it down to, you know, you, the solution you found that was impressive. Oh, thanks. Well, what I had to do. So, so what was happening to his daughter would get in there, open up the quiz. And within like three seconds, it would like just immediately close and, 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 and mark everything wrong. 
And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? So initial, my initial thought is she clicking a submit button, but you can't, it won't allow you to submit the test until you've, until either, until either A, you've answered all the questions or B, all the time has expired. Right. It'll make you, right. right so you can't just go through, because otherwise you have kids that would just go in for two minutes and try and quit. It's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can either try and finish it or whatever. So, um, and then, you know, he sent me a video and he's, they weren't clicking anything. And I was like, okay, so they are, it's automatically submitting the test. And the only time a test is automatically submitted is if time runs out. So how was time running out instantaneously? And I thought, okay, so something probably has to be wrong with the, uh, with their clock somehow. You there, Dustin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right so here. still. I thought you were froze. I'm just. I'm you're just. Like, s- 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 <laughs> you were totally sad. You were like. I'm intently focused. Holy, I was like that. <laughs> I'm imitating Justin. Like that. This. <laughs> your expression didn't change. You didn't blink your eyes. That's just okay. So, um. Okay. So. Right. So I figured something's got to be wrong with the clock. And I asked him. I said, "Is is her?" I said, you're in Toronto. So, and I knew they're Toronto and I saw that their count said they're in Toronto. That we, that's the, not that I'm really, not that I was necessarily doing anything with that that would affect the timer, but I was like, they're in the time zone they say they're in. And he, and he says, is her clock right? And he said, yeah. And I'm just like, huh. And so I was like, I don't know. So what I decided to do is I just, I went in and, and, and I created like a client side logger that would create, basically create an array and it would, just you know, basic log and 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 add entries to this giant array, and, you know, you know whatever in the function name, and here's the step, and here's the information. So which is basically like as as you do when you log dog, you know, debug PHP or whatever, right? When you had to do that back in the old day, and um, and then when they submit the test, it would submit these log entries to the server and and write them all to a log file. I mean, I didn't want yeah. every single one attempting to log because it's just like submit, 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 submit. I was like, okay, because there'd be tons of submits. And I thought sometimes when you do that, when you like machine gun posts, they, things can get So did up. you just like if switch it based on their account? Yeah, I just said if it was her, if her, if her particular ID, then, then do this. Yep. Um, and then so then I had a log file. And it was showing, and it was... You know, I, I said, you know, I, I was logging the timestamp, the start time, and the current time, you know, when they were trying to figure out seconds remaining. Because, you know, because if you're with time remaining is zero, then submit the test. So then it's going to submit. So yeah. then I, and it was showing when it was printing the times on the server, it was showing Pacific Standard Time. And I was hmm. like, Pacific Standard Time? They're in Toronto. He said they're in Toronto and her. And so I thought, it doesn't matter. It thinks they're in Pacific. So I, that's what I said. I said, and I think what might be going on is her time zone is sent to is sent to is set to Pacific, despite you guys being in the Eastern, and that she just still has her time moved ahead three hours. But wouldn't they notice on the on the on the computer clock? No, because the clock just says whatever time it is, right? So it says seven p.m. It's seven p.m. <sighs> Oh, so the, so so that so it's set to the time of their time zone. The clock is set to their time zone, but the but but the time zone is set to Pacific. Right. Got it. Got it. And interesting. He yeah. was like, 
he, he said, all right, look into it. And he was like, bingo. He's like, that's right. How so <laughs> weird. And he looked in. He's like, how the hell did this happen? You know, he's looking at it. And I'm like, well, you know, because something similar had happened with one other kid and his parents. And they, it was something. And we were back and forth and back and forth. It was something to do with their time zone setting. And so I, that's why I told Santa, I said, I think it's something. It's, some, it's got to be something with their clock. And um, anyway, the solution, I think, is ultimate. What I built yesterday is is when they you know you're on the client you start the test it it does an initial um sort of api request to get the test information and it says what's the start time if that's not set it submits the start time this is the client start the start time for the on the client set that on the client side this is the client start time whatever the hell that is and then we start the countdown and then we use that client time Right. And so if they refresh, but, but, then it pulls that saying, this is your client time. This is the start time that you started with. But that does still make it possible for them to change their clock on their computer. Right. So, uh, so, so shouldn't, shouldn't everything just be UTC and just the time start is this moment in UTC and then you just check against UTC? Like everything should be UTC. Yeah, but the thing is, even if it's UTC, if they they can change the time, like like she had, she was just three hours into the future UTC. So even if it's you, well, no, no, but you can't change the time because at the end of the day, if the server is the one, like if if the test starts and the server says, okay, the test started at seven UTC, and then they see the next submission. It's the service. No, no, no. Everything itself. is handled on the client. The client, the the, the timer is on the client because you need to see the countdown on the client, and it needs to shut off at fifteen minutes. Well, what what I'm saying is, the timer should be handled on the client, but the gating of it should be handled on the server. The gating in what the, way? The, so so in other so in other words, the final responsibility. Oh of right, deciding yeah, it won't accept any answers that were after that amount of time. Yeah, but. Because based on, so so that the the action so yes so it's sort it's sort of like the optim like you were saying about um, synchronizing text documents and you having an optimistic view but actually there is a real server back back end that understands everything what's going on that 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 view so basically when they start the test the server tracks the start time and then the server is the one that's the gatekeeper. But ultimately, they also they see um, like a mirror on the client, but that's kind of like the spoof mirror. Yeah, so it's the, just the, the client has they have their time, yeah. whatever their timestamp is, and you have let's say fifteen minutes to take your quiz, and after that fifteen minutes, it's going to submit the test, and it won't allow you to submit before fifteen minutes if you haven't answered the question. That all handles it's all handled. It's not back and forth and back and forth with the server, right? It's not constantly checking and and. But what it will do is when you do submit the test, one way or another, it will check and say if any questions were answered after fifteen, after the time limit beyond the, the, the server start time, it will, not con- it will not consider those answers. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. solves the problem. So it, yeah. they want to fool themselves, cool. they can, but we're not accepting those. So that's all that's done except for the server just needs to double check. I need to put that one check in. So, um, cool. Yeah. Anyway, it was one of those. Anyway, no, that was good debugging. Oh, thanks. That was good. That was good. I was because I, I, when I saw him post that, uh, he posted the the screenshot, and it was like Windows and Chrome, and I'm like, I bet this is a Windows Chrome issue. But I was going to say that, but then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to watch this play out, 
And then it totally was nothing to do with that. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't say anything. Well, it, it, it happens so often with these things. It's like you're whatever your instinct is what's wrong they always tend to be wrong you always have to like get more information and then you get to the bottom yeah. of it i mean that used to happen in um in uber when we were when i before i built the uh profiler and we were trying to figure out what was slow what was causing things to be slow we had all these everybody had these theories a lot of very very smart people who were, who were extremely familiar with the uh with the system and everybody had the theory of what was slowing the dispatcher down and everybody was wrong everybody's wrong <laughs> No one even had a clue, but the 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 the, uh, the profiler that Guyon and I built that went took everything down to the most granular level. I mean, that told everyone exactly, and it was like, holy crap, you know. So it's like spending a bunch of time speculating about stuff yeah. is is not is often not super useful if you can go and collect more information. I mean, if it's helping you figure out what information to collect, okay, fine. Like you know, help it. You know, like me, it's like okay, it's probably on the client. So I speculated that it was on the client because there was anything in the server that I could find. So okay. Right. So I did some speculation, but then at that point, I was like, let me gather, let me just gather all the information I can and put in a log file and then I'll find out what's what. And then it was like, yeah, pretty much told me. It's like, they're in Pacific time somehow. <laughs> well, just weird. Solved it. So, um, what was the other thing you were going to say before I interrupted you? Um, so we built the, um, or Justin built the, 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 the basically cheat detector. It's, it's, mm. it's a cheat detector in the sense that students are using external tools to get answers. And he ran through okay. it, and it's like it isn't bad. There are, there are a handful of kids that are uh, that do it a lot. Most most kids, like twenty percent of kids, have done it, but have done it like one time or so, something mm. like that. Let me see if I can find the data. It was kind of interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. There are there are a few um, just that could be another interesting blog post, by the way. <laughs> just even this kind of it's stuff. How kids cheat. Um, oh my God, if he has the. We 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 go back and forth so much information. This is hard to find all this crap. Where did this go? Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the bottom line is that a minority of students have um have used external tools. Um, a yeah. very small minority has done it more than a handful of times, and a and a few people. There's a few kids that are just go nuts with it and are using Symbol Lab or whatever to do anything they could possibly can. And you're like, okay, those, those are those are emails are going to have to go to mom and dad, and they're going to have to sit down with students and say, listen, this is not what you should be doing. This is not how you learn. They're literally they're literally learning nothing. Yeah, and, and see, the problem is that it's important for us to 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 tell people this because if 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 a mom or dad tells their kid, okay, so go and do do your math academy and whatever, and then we you know, and the kids, oh, I did it. And then they think they did it. And then we say, oh, yeah, and they did a great job. And everybody's like, well, my kid's learning. And it turns out that they. Well, also, they're going to send them in for a, like an actual exam. And the kid's going to know nothing. Yeah, and it reflects bad. It's like and math academy is a shame. Like, math academy doesn't work. Yeah. Math academy is a piece of shit. Yeah. You know? So, so we, we hold ourselves very accountable because we know ultimately other people hold us accountable. And we want to be held accountable. And that, I think that's the biggest problem with education is not enough people are held accountable. And that's been the big problem lately is everybody's trying to hide the ball and pretend that kids are learning when they're not learning. And everybody wants to sort of point the finger at other people, but you know, that's, that's not helping. It's not helping matters. We need to be honest about what's, what kids are or not learning. And you can have a debate about what kids should or shouldn't be learning or what's important. Okay. That's a whole different discussion. But if we, 
as a as a society or at least as a school district or a school has decided that this is the math course that you're taking and you're supposed to be learning these math concepts and skills well then are you know are you learning or not you know i mean um so kids will kids will i mean it's kids will not all but some kids will cheat when they get frustrated enough and then a very small few will cheat a lot most kids probably won't i mean if they are like elon musk level intelligence then maybe it's okay you know it's so funny you say that because actually uh, in his biography he didn't do that well on his uh like sat math oh that's true he did he, he did did okay do well yeah he was like a 670 point, I mean, he yeah. was nothing nothing special he's just he's a smart kid i mean that is that's the thing is he's not like a universal genius right yeah. so you know, oh he's like a no he's not a von neumann he's very smart about certain things he has yeah. and that's the th- so so interesting about people is that you know he is a lot smarter than most people about a lot of things but he's not a universal uh his aptitude is not universally like super elite i mean a 670 or whatever it was in the math is is like at the you know it's like a mathematically he was like at the to probably put you at like the 93rd percentile or 94 which is pretty good that's not amazing so von neumann was like exceptional he, he was like a he was like yeah. from another uh, race he's like a alien I mean, even I'm, among, I'm, even I'm among, must... super, I mean, people always talk about 1%. 1% is nothing, Justin. Being the top 1% is nothing. If you have a high school with like 2,000 kids, so you have 500 kids in a grade, the top 1% is five kids in one grade. That's good. Okay, smart, yeah, smart kid. You go off to university, that's like nothing. You go to a really good university, that's nothing. I mean, it just keeps going more and more, like a top point nine point nine 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 nine. It's just so, people have no idea. How I people have, have no idea how dumb they are. That's really the truth. <laughs> we have no what, idea. what is the name of that von Neumann book again? Oh, I've read several books of him by him. You said there was one really good. Book. I'll I'll um I'll I'll post it in Discord. I, I don't remember. There's one that I really like. Okay. It was like uh in game about that in game theory or something. Von Neumann is yeah he he even um I can't remember who it was a teller or one of these um physicist to Hungarian physicist or he's great you knew him well and they said you know there's some have seen f- very far but nobody's seen further than von Neumann like he just hmm. people would always who are used to being just vastly smarter than everybody else like Nobel Prize winning physicist I mean just vastly smarter than even the other physicists who are vastly smarter than, I mean so much smarter than than the normal even smart people it's hard to even articulate it's the kind of thing that people just don't understand they would get rid of him and they're just like a whole like he would just they just couldn't even understand how his brain worked that fast and that accurately <laughs> although i did read this one book about the ENIAC and they said that there was actually one guy who was actually smart <laughs> he was we thought yeah he, he von Neumann was super smart but this other guy was it's always one other guy whoa there's always one <laughs> other guy you know, yeah I, that's hilarious i mean um phil and i did that when we were at chicago we were like you know who's the man Right. Like, who's the smartest? And you'd always go like, who's and it was like, there's always one other person like, you know, you think I'm smart. This other guy. And he's like, oh, you think I'm smart. This other guy. And you're like, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, the 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 thing about the distract, the um, sorry, the the cheat detector is I I was. So we would occasionally get emails from parents who would say, you know, I don't think the XP. Is accurate. Right. It's like it says it takes 15 XP, but it took my son you know, twice that long or something. And you're like, well, 
you know, students work at different paces. You know, people have, brains have different like clock speeds, right? Some are just super fast thinkers. Other people, you know, are slower and other people are really slow. And it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, there is a correlation. People who are very fast tend to be brighter or whatever. But there are people who are very bright who are just slow, but they're methodical thinkers. They're just very careful and they need to, they need to mull it over and think through it where other people are just like, you know, like Colby, Colby is like me. He's even probably more, but he's a super fast and, um, but he'll make more mistakes, but he could just do everything in his head, just, you know, and, um, but like there are, there are kids in math Academy who I think were, um, higher aptitude but weren't near the kind of speed, didn't have near the kind of speed he had. They were just, they were more careful. They thought about the nuances a little bit more. They, oops, we got a gotcha here. Need to think about this. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so a whole different, and I'm getting off topic. The, um, the other issue, though, is that a lot of kids are off task. They are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And Justin, when he was teaching the math academy classes and they'd be on their system, a lot of it's like you'd see kids and it would he would look and it would be like 30 minutes in the class and they have like 10 XP so far. And but you can't see what they're doing because they're behind their 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 laptop. Because they're they're doing something else. Surfing the web. Surfing yeah. the web. Yeah. Or in as they say in England, taking the piss, right? Faffing around. You guys have so much great mm-hmm. lingo. It's just <laughs> the English have the best thing. So they're faffing around. And yeah. they do that a lot. Um, now, sometimes some kids don't. They're like, hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I, I, some kids are on a mission just to get it done because when they're done, they don't have any homework, right? They're just focused. Other kids, it's just really hard to keep them on task. You know, in extreme cases with ADHD, it's really hard for them to stay on task. But the problem is when kids are off task and they're moving a really slow point, and if mom or dad are not literally sitting on watching them, they can't tell that they're off task. And kids are really good at pretending they're on task. And when their kid, mom or dad walks around, they switch back on, they're on task. Right? Yeah. And then, and then it looks like we, it's our problem. It's just like, well, you know, you guys say this is like text. It took my son 45 minutes. Well, we know what happened. Right? The kid is screwing around. Right? Do you ever have? Did you ever have one of those uh, those work hotkeys? So basically, you install this you install this uh, application in your system, and then when the boss comes, you do Command B. No, did you do that? And then the, uh, <laughs> we had it, uh-huh. and then and then the screen looks like a spreadsheet. Well, I didn't ever work for other people, so I mean, I had I had a job for nine months, so I never, I never, yeah, I was always working. I could just fool myself, I guess, <laughs> which I do plenty of times, but um. Okay, so it's it's Math Academy's problem, but actually it's kids who are kind of goofing off. Right. And so what I what I thought I was talking to Justin about this and I said, okay, here I think is what we need to do. It's like we can detect when a student A if for one leaves the page. Right? Yeah. So if they are working on something and then they're off, and then they come back ten minutes later when they're off again, like that doesn't look right. Right. And so if we can track that. And you say, okay, well, the kid moved off and on in 10 seconds. Okay, maybe they got a text message or they flipped off or whatever. But if a student is off for a long period of time and they're not doing anything on the system, they're not on task, right? Yeah. And you can say, so then you could have like a timeline. With the t- like, here's a lesson. Here's what they should have done. But they, they left like three times for 10 minutes each. 
or they're nice. on, let's say that they're on looking at a, a little tutorial slide or introduction or an example slide, and it should take them, I don't know, a minute, 30 seconds to maybe a minute and a half to process it. But what if they're on it for nine minutes and there's no scrolling? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's like the chance. Then they're just totally goofing off. Chances are, it's like, so we would have kind of green, yellow, red. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like they're really doing anything, right? So we can do a couple of things. One, we can send an email to, looks like little Sarah's off task. You know, if they're supposed to be on task. Or what can happen is when they when they look at these lessons and say, okay, here's how much time it took them. And here's why look at the replay and it can kind of show what they were doing. So if they went over an excessive amount of time, you could say, well, focus low, focus high, right? So they, they didn't leave the site. They didn't take an excessive amount of time. They were doing it. They got it done in a reasonable time. They are on task. But here it's like, okay, so you're on task, you're on task. And then it looks like you, you know, you got these done, these two tasks, these two learning tasks done really quickly. The third task, you, uh, you, you know, you, you made a meal out of that one. So replay, what do you mean by replay? Well, you could just imagine if you had like a, a timeline where it just shows each slide and it shows what the, the student had left and come back and left or didn't do anything mm. for a long period of time. Because what happens mm. if you say, you know, you tell a parent, so parents typically side with their kids, right? If their kid says, well, the site's broken or the stuff is confusing or I did my work, Parents just assume they're telling the truth. Mm, yeah. Typically, they're not. If, if, if the information does not reflect well enough. <laughs> and so the, the parent emails us and says, well, you know, I don't think this, da, da, da. and then you send them all the information. And they're like, oh, right. There was a ton of, especially with kids that were in the school program. You know, I get some irate yeah. email from a mom or a dad. And they're like, well, my kid said that, you know, da, da, da. And it took her seven hours to do this. And it's like, well, she did four problems in the last month. And they're like, what? Like, here's the data, you know. And so what you need to do is you need to provide parents with the data and just say, well, it seems like their focus is low. Here's what's happened. So the parents can go. So if little Johnny says, you know, you know, dad's like, well, you only did 5 XP yesterday. Like, what is going on? I thought we agreed, you know, and they're like, well, it's really, really hard, really confusing. And then they see this report of how they basically weren't on the site and they were doing other stuff the whole time. That can be like, okay, listen, right. There's no perfect. There is a the, that'd be yeah. good, which is a huge. So that because so so that's two two sorts of uh, issues. It's not exactly cheating, but it's that's a just distraction. Like, it's like is a kid on task? So there's distraction the, detector. Yeah, just off task, off task, and cheating. So cheating is when it's too fast, and off task is when it's just like it's cheating. would happen when it's stuff. something is you're doing these things too fast and too consistently correct, and you, there's no way that you're doing that. That just doesn't seem mm-hmm. accurate. Um. And um, for the distraction, it's just, I mean, that's, that's, a much more, that's a much more useful tool for us because that's more common. It's much more common for, yeah. you know, mom, dad get it for their kid or kids and they're like, okay, well, you know, you're supposed to do X. And then the kid makes a meal out of it and complains about how hard and possible it is. And then the parent gets believe them and realize the kid was like, ha ha, I don't have to do any extra math. My, kid, my parents canceled the description and it's like they just they got fooled into believing that there, it was too hard when in reality, the kid was just watching YouTube the whole time. Right. Hmm. And you're going to say something. I was going to say, how is, how are the numbers? The subscription well, me, numbers? Oh, they haven't changed a ton. We're, like I said, we're still okay. working um, on, yeah. we haven't done any marketing yet. Um, I mean, it's gradually going up, but hasn't, not a ton. The, um, 
the the other thing is like when you you know we're start we're we're we have a bunch of school districts that are expressing interest now and one of the things that would be really useful is if you have a panel where you list all your students and you can see who's on task or who's off task, green, yellow, red. And if someone mm-hmm. goes to yellow or red, you're like, Sarah, come on. Yeah. I can tell you're not doing it. Like, you know, the kid's like, how does he know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You're like, you know, Johnny, you know, you're not on task. Get on there. Like, oh, it's like, you know, you want me to show you? So what, how um, how many school districts? How did that come about? Just word of mouth. Just people okay. talking uh, to other people. Um, you know, there's there's a few that are um, been emailing and we've had conversations with and, you know, that are interested. So we have to start building more tooling to make it really useful. You know, I can imagine like you come into a class. It's like, okay, I want to give a diagnostic to my whole class find out where everybody is it's like it's nice to have a diagnostic for each kid but you're nice gonna you're gonna report that summarizes it and says okay well everybody's weak here some people are weak here here and here and everybody's good here right Hmm. so then you kind of have a better sense of what is going on so that'd be a useful tool um there's some other stuff that um i could get as totally totally sort of you know down the road so i don't i probably just hold off on that for right now but um okay yeah i mean the 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 big things right now is you know we're we're doing free you know adding in free response you know to a bunch more courses um that alex's team working on the methods of proof course finishing that up that's well finish that's still a few more work a few more months at least of work and um justin has been putting a lot of time into this document called the science of math academy which really sort of ties together all of the pedagogy we use and how that operates in, within the system. Is it going to be public? Yeah, we'll put, we're going to put it all on the website as individual web pages, but then we'll oh, have nice. a really comprehensive PDF. And we'll have all references to all the scientific studies for, you know, how does, you know, what is active um, recall and what is space repetition and what is, you know, all that. And how, how does this work and why it's important and what's the research behind it and then how we use, how we implement it and that kind of stuff. So. That is that's awesome. a big deal. That's going to be cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's basically, and I'm, I'm just, well, unfortunately, I'm just fixing a lot of bugs right now. There's a bunch of different, there's a set of ones. They're not like, it's like, they're like, it's like this one that with Ian Clark's daughter, it's like, no, it doesn't happen to yeah. anybody else, but one person, but you still got to figure it out <laughs> because they're not going to be the only person in the world that this is going to happen. I don't want to go through this. Oh, of course. Yeah. So. Oh, I had so some really weird one. The so other weird quiz one that I got to fix is like, there's been a small number of kids where not all their answers were being collected or submitted and that they were graded. So I, I'm like, I, I just, I've tried to figure out how to replicate that. Like, how does that even happen? So I'm working on rep where I have like a harness to try and replicate it. Replication of, of the bug is the, is the hard thing. Like, I mean, I get that on, with play strong, I mean, I get mm-hmm. that right. Um, someone will say it's not tracking time, you know, it's not not tracking time, and like it it takes me ages, and finally then I find out, oh, it's like the Vimeo API on a, on a specific version of uh, Windows or whatever. It's just it's not uh, pass. It's the 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 JavaScript API is not 
doesn't have the permissions to sort of tell the main web page where we're at. So it's just all those kind of weird little bits and shits. Bits so and exactly shits. the kind of stuff you're okay. talking about. Bits and shits. That's another British Is it? saying for you. Bits and shits, yeah. Well, um, like kind of like fish and chips. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not like fish. Not lo- <laughs> Very different to fish and chips. <laughs> um, um, so you want to talk about shows? Yeah, so, um, yeah, what do you, what you got? Gen V. You like that? Was it good? It's, it's just, it's a classic kind of teen show that I like, you know. <laughs> Why do you like the teen shows, do you think? It's, it, I don't know, I have no idea what, but it's from the, it's from the world of the yep. boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just, um. Generation V. Gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah. Middle of, you know, many gruesome scenes, but, uh, and it's cool. It's like, um, like a little, I guess a college of, uh, of, it's of kind of like the, well, uh, superiors. What was the what was the X Men new next generate next class or new yeah what was that yeah, called I like can't that. remember um so that's the version of that the easy way to expand the universe yeah. a little bit with some new characters mm-hmm. yeah I'm looking forward to it I think we're yeah. we're holding off until uh, Colby gets back from for winter break I mean it's not as it's not as good as the boys in my opinion and it, and it doesn't really have any characters as strong as those no, characters when they're kids for, but it's just you know so. It's just more of the, you know, if you like the vibe and the universe, the world, mm-hmm. it's, it's just more of the same. Right, right, right. So, That's it? Yeah. Anything, any other suggestions? Mm, not really. We want... I, I mean, I've been too busy working on Lightwave, man. Yeah? Putting in the hours? Too busy working. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we've watched, um, we're, we're, we're making our way through, uh, was it the winning... Jesus, it was the one about the Lakers winning team or winning season or whatever the hell it is. Winning time. Winning time. Um, mm, but okay. um, the, the Wrexham, the new Wrexham season came out on Hulu. What is Wrexham? You don't know. Welcome to Wrexham. You know, Wrexham is a, um, a lower division uh, soccer team in Wrexham, the UK. It's a sort of... Mm dying town oh oh and ryan reynolds oh and, does this one a couple of a couple of famous yeah people ryan reynolds plays deadpool you know and, and this oh other, yeah the other they jokingly call him ryan reynolds and the other guy <laughs> he's the guy from uh, always sunny in philadelphia um so they bought um they bought rexham and that's hilarious you know there's a lot of just just there that's a lot hilarious. of suspicion about these two hollywood types and what are they going to do with this team and and uh they've really invested they've invested a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy and and um really kind of transforming the whole thing but it's not easy I and mean, it's, it's 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 not a it's not by any means some cinderella story that just everything just works out right away you know um but we watched this we watched the first season and then of course um we became big Wrexham fans and Sandy even took <laughs> I think I was in I think I was in either the Bay Area, Illinois with uh, early one of her her gymnastics meets and she took Colby yeah. and Izzy who um to a Wrexham game. Wrexham came and played like some some um Friendly. So they went to America. Yeah, they came to America, they did a tour, and they played like Real Madrid, and they played Galaxy's second team, a bunch of stuff like but that. But like, are they any good? Yeah, Rexham? yeah. I mean, they are um, a lower division team, but still professionals, right? And that's why they played Galaxy's yeah. second team. They didn't play out a Galaxy's, you know, starting team or anything. 
but um, okay. I think they beat the Galaxy's second team pretty soundly. So, you know, and um, their goal is to get get them up to the Premier League. You know, I mean, that's that'll take promotion over a lot of years. Wow. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Please. So that so they're trying to do the Ted Lasso story. But for, for real, where Ted Lasso, everything just works out magically. And he just, you know, <laughs> this is actually this is for real. But um, it's uh, it is really good. I mean, we really enjoy it. Why why is it so good? Well, I mean, I think the the two, uh, well, what they do is every episode, they kind of, you get to know different people, some of the people in the town, the longtime supporters, some of the people who work as part of the team, you know, and the staff, you know, maybe they'll have an episode about them, Um, you know, one about some of the players, one when the player's kids is autistic, when the whole thing about that and you know, you just really get to know all the people. But, you, you know, the guy who runs the pub and, you know, all the cynical <laughs> fans and the super fans. And, That's so and awesome. they're like, yeah, they're suspicious and they get really excited and they're down. And they're excited again. And, you know, it's, um, I mean, uh, it's just very real. You know, you get a whole lot of different opinions, lots of different types of people, and you just kind of get to watch this project you know it's okay they bought this dying team that spent like 15 years or something in the national league which is like so there's like um i think i think there's like the premier league and then the championship league and then league one and then like two but like why did they why did they do it like is it just because did they do it in a cynical view of like okay we're going to buy the worst team and we're going to spend we're going to have this series to go you really think they were doing that you really believe that no, I don't know. Come on. I'm just, I'm just, See, I don't know. No, That's why I was I, asking you why. I, am, um, I think, come, it's probably Paul is the guy's name, the other guy. And he, he was really, he's a huge sports fan. He's really, was getting into soccer, really into soccer. And he, I can't remember the first episode where they talked about like what brought his attention to it, but he heard about this team that had just been like in this, in the dumpster. Like they got relegated to this fifth division, which is actually considered non-league play. <laughs> really low yeah and they could not get up back up to league two you know which league which is sort of like the real it's considered league play i guess the fourth division and um and it was just a very depressing thing for the town and the town had been kind of dying because they lost a lot of industry and different things and so it was just this people were just really frustrated i mean 15 years they get relegated to this crap league and they could not get even they had gotten so close and lost in the playoffs so many times and it was just everybody got so cynical and um you know i i I can't remember how the opportunity got came on his radar but then he convinced ryan he was friends with ryan he's like yeah let's do that because he didn't have enough money himself he's like i'm a tv star but not like a movie star i need movie star money <laughs> but it was so funny because he's like, I think Blake hates me. Blake uh, is his is uh, Ryan Reynolds' um, wife. She's a famous actress too. Okay. And she's just like, yeah. he's like, I think she hates me. <laughs> she's like, he pulled pulled him into this 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 thing, this money sinkhole. He, you know, taking so he's so funny that guy that sunny sunny Philadelphia. He's hilarious. Guy. Well, they're both he's they're so both really funny. I mean, it's it. I mean, they're very uh, charismatic people. And and I think they're very genuine people. I mean, they're they're trying to. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is a good guy. There's no question about it. I mean, he's a good-hearted person, and he's trying to always think of ways to make things better. And you could. And Paul, I think it's, again, I think it's Paul. But he, what what's it on again? Good Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. I highly recommend okay. it. We really got into it. So yeah, so we're now we're we we are huge Wrexham fans. Andy follows Wrexham on the 
on the web and they have a game <laughs> and I'll be like, what the Rex ran? Did they lose? What's going on? You know, like, <laughs> it's weird. It's funny. So, we're always, so they, 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 they saw her in the second season and now you have, they had this one episode, they had Wrexham fans coming in. People, we have a ton of people visiting Wrexham now from all over the world who are Wrexham fans because of the TV show. That's fantastic. That's great. It's a great story. So it's a great story. Just change the, change the shape of the town. Like, all of a sudden, the town's going to become successful. It's going to have yes. I mean, it's certainly bringing in money. Coming. They sold out their. In fact, I think they sold out their gear so fast that the manufacturer couldn't make any because everybody's ordering Wrexham jerseys and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a really it's a very oh, awesome. it's a it's a cute story, but it's also grounded in reality. And you still have a lot of people who've been naysayers and cynics, and you know when you've had when you've been let down for so many years, it's hard for you to believe that something good can yeah. happen, right? Yeah, and it's a way. It's a, it's yeah, a that sort of like a, it's a, it's a self-defense uh, sort of mechanism, right? The defense mechanism. That's cool. So, um, I yeah, I recommend it. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else. We, um, oh wait, we watched. Uh, what did we watch? I thought I felt like we watched something pretty recently. Oh, we watched the um, the Netflix um, uh, bi- biopic of um, Yogi Berra. Do you know who Yogi Berra is? Yogi Bear, who had the best saying. Yeah, it ain't over till it's over. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Yeah. <laughs> when you come to a fork in a road, take it. <laughs> I mean, he has yeah. so many. Well, it was funny because there is a fork in a road at his house, and either way you, either way you, you go, you'll end up at the same place at his house. So <laughs> he was right. Yeah. So the thing about all his sayings is that they were always right. It was so yeah. funny. Like you can't imitate him because the, he just the way he would say things that sound nonsensical, but then in a sense, there's a deeper meaning to every time. And it was <laughs> so. It was such a. I mean, Yogi Berra has like, he won like ten, nine or ten championships with the with the with the um, um, White Sox, uh, New York Yankees, Red Sox. He has like he he is like the MVP like three times All Stars like champion. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time. But he's known because of his sayings as being a goofy character. (laughs) But he's yet he's one of the best players ever. And he was the catcher, and the catcher is the one who really reads the whole game and is calling the pitches. Like this is what the pitch should be to the pitcher because he knows all the plays. He would know all the batters and what they should yeah what they're going to swing at. And so they've got to be smart. He's like the quarterback. Exactly right. They're like the quarterback. And he was, um, then he went on to manage and he had a bunch of his teams. He played like one championships I and mean, he's got, and it was this great line. So they were interviewing all these people who knew him, these famous baseball people and famous players and managers. And, and, um, they interviewed Derek Jeter and, you know, and one of the things, you know, they were, you know, they would cut to these different snippets and Derek's like, yeah, I said, well, you know, Yogi, like winning a championship because there's so many more teams now winning it winning it you know winning like 10 or 11 championships is like really like winning five and he's like Derek I'll let you to come over to my house and count my rings anytime you like <laughs> so, of course he's just cracking on this he can go to my house and count my rings anytime you like. so great I mean he was such a lovable guy and it's funny because Izzy my daughter Izzy is there's nothing about sports and doesn't like sports but she's over in the corner of listening to this mm-hmm. and just laughing the whole time and asking tons of questions. I mean, she got so into it. So watch. I don't care if you're a baseball fan. You do not have to be a baseball fan to like the Yogi Berra. Um, awesome. On Netflix. Fantastic. So funny. We'll check it yeah. out, man. 
We'll check it out. I'll All right. So you're yeah, you people watch Yogi Berra. So um, but I, I bet you're about to get the hook right. You getting the call? Yep. Shut it down. Yep. All right. Well, that's a wrap. We're out.